2.5% fall in petrol prices in recent months. By contrast, the price of crude oil has dropped by around 25% on international markets. A woman from Bedfordshire faces having to repay more than £6,000 illegally claimed in benefits after being caught by information on her Facebook page. 29-year-old Jenna Priest of Bridgeview in Shefford applied for income support and housing benefit on the basis she was a single unemployed parent, but information on the social media site revealed she was in a relationship with her landlord. She pleaded guilty at Bedford Magistrates Court and was also fined £1,000. Several thousands of pounds worth of vintage watches have been stolen during a ram raid in Hertfordshire. Thieves drove a Jeep-style vehicle into the metal shutters of Andrew Charles' watch and clockmakers in Little Wymondley in the early hours of yesterday morning. More from Jane Killick. Police say the break-in set off the alarms and would have made a considerable amount of noise, probably attracting the attention of neighbours and people in the area. Police want to hear from witnesses, including those who may have seen a Jeep-type vehicle in the area or have been offered a high-end watch in suspicious circumstances. Doctors across the UK are being told they have an ethical duty to prevent waste in the NHS. A report by the Academy of Medical Royal Colleges points to potential savings of nearly £2 billion through better use of tests, medication, hospital beds and operating theatres. Firefighters have tackled a blaze in a derelict building in St Albans overnight. They were called to Oakland's Lane just before midnight. In sport, Manchester City are facing a Champions League exit after losing 2-1 at home to CSKA Moscow. City also had two players sent off. Chelsea drew one all away to Maribor with Edin Hazard missing a late penalty. The weather, a frosty start with mist and fog. Some sunshine this morning, but clouding over with rain arriving by this evening. A maximum temperature 11 degrees Celsius. And you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash counties. Today on BBC Three Counties Radio. From nine. The JVS Show. With the big phone in, the hottest topic of the day, and your consumer problems. From 12. Nick Coffer. Internationally acclaimed opera singer Catherine Jenkins OBE joins me to talk about her life and her career. From three. Roberto Peroni. I'm here with a roundup of the day's news, the latest travel, and your stories. From seven. Mark Forrest. I'll bring you the best bits from everything that's been happening on BBC Local Radio. Today. On BBC Three Counties Radio. Yesterday, merely a practice, a warm up, a dress rehearsal for the main event today. Froggy, croaky, indeed, a little bit dusty in the throat, but still, I feel alive. Primarily because I heard the uh, some of the rudest conversations about middle-aged women I've ever heard last night in the steam area at uh, a, a certain leisure pool. Boy, oh boy, what those young men were talking about, their friends' mothers, gosh. How young? Uh, well, see, too, I... Th- too young? No, they Should were... Let me get myself to Windsor. They were, <laughs> they were in their early 20s. Too young. Oh. Unbelievable. What were they saying? I cannot repeat it on the radio. They said... They said... Did they also... Yes, they did. Aren't young people fascinating? Morning, boss. What's on the show today, Catherine? All kinds of stuff and things. Excellent. Uh, Do you want some details? Go on. Go on, then. Lazy landlords. Facebook fraudsters. Yep, yep. And oh, blimey, it's a Frank Sidebottom special. A Frank Sidebottom special. I suspect we can squeeze two Frank songs in, can't we? Yeah. And by the way, what's a Jeep-style vehicle? 
08459 455. You're all losers. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. I'm only joking. I love you guys. It's the last breakfast show of the week that counts. Bunking off again tomorrow. I don't know about that. Hey, I think I was sick in the night. I'm not sure. Call me good. Call me bad. Call me anything you want to, baby. But I know that you're sad. And I know I'll make you happy with the one thing that you never had. Baby, I'm your man. Don't you know that, baby? Woman. Well, if you're going to put it in my hand, then I'm going to use it. <laughs> <laughs> right, so those are the rules, aren't they? Okay. 
No, just stop it. Yeah, if you know how to. Thank you. <clears throat> Do you want it back now? No, that's all right. Pensioners living on a mobile home site in Hartford. By the way, the voice is, is there. The energy is there. Uh, L'énergie, as they say, dans la française. Uh, the voice is, is kind of be- more, is certainly more vibrant than it was yesterday, but it's also still, it's still a little shy. So it might trot off at any point. If, if at any point you see my mouth moving and no sound coming out, you jump in and you fill that hole. Right. Can you do that? Definitely. Tufty? Elliot, thank you. <laughs> Pensioners living. She looks like Elliot from ET, I think, with her hair like that, doesn't she? Yeah. Yeah. That's the word I was going for. No, thank you. Can I have an Elliot, please? <laughs> so we've not been asked for one of those for 35 years, but yes, of course. So, but this is a serious story, so let's focus on the serious story now, because this is what people... Well, you focus, I'm This focused. is what the people listen for. They don't listen for the bants, they listen for the serious stories, OK? Go. And here comes a serious story coming now. Ten minutes past six. I sound a bit like Chris Rea. I sound a bit like Chris Rea, don't I? It's not like Chris Rea, don't I? When my voice like this and I'm smoking a fag. I don't know if he smokes any fags. Where's he from? He's a Jordy. Well, you make him sound like he's from Cardiff. Hey, what's the beef? I'm Chris Rea, play the blues. <laughs> Got stuck on the motor and wants to rock Okay, song. okay. Sorry, hang on a second. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian uh, Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. I got stuck on the motor and wrote a song about it. Number one. Pensioners living on a mobile home site in Hertfordshire say they are living in fear of their traveller landlords. The family's been granted a licence to run Newlands Park in Abbots Langley. But according to residents, neither they nor Three Rivers District Council are keeping up with maintenance. The tenants say they are being intimidated or bullied whenever they try to get things done. Well, Catherine has been uh, studying this in great depth. This has been taken up by uh, Anne Main, the Conservative MP for St Albans, hasn't it? That's right. She told Westminster Hall yesterday that often residents on these sort of sites are elderly and vulnerable, and she mentioned in the Mobile Homes Act 2013, which gives power to local authorities but not the duty to enforce action by landowners. So she described Three Rivers District Council as spineless. Three Rivers Council, which covers this particular area of my constituency, is looking particularly spineless as far as I'm concerned. They seem to take any assurances given by Mr Golby and his family that everything is absolutely fine. It is not absolutely fine at all. Can I just say, good for Anne Main, isn't it nice hearing an MP being very passionate about their constituents and uh, getting angry. I like that. Well done, her. Uh, What problems are the residents experiencing? Well, residents talk about the bases on some of the homes and say that they've deteriorated to such an extent that they could be dangerous to their welfare. They say they're being overcharged for electricity by the owners. Uh, They have been in the past, but they never get to see the full bill because they're not the owners of the land. There have also been problems with sewage leaks um, leaking onto people's gardens. Oh, dear. On top of this, they have an issue with an outstanding water bill of over £6,000. And Secretary of the Residents Association, Mick Deans has worked out with the help of the ex-warden, the daily average flow rate and came to the conclusion there must be a leak because it's gone up by 50%. So the residents paid what they thought was reasonable, but he says the landowners will not accept this. So we thought it was only fair to point out to them that we are not paying for leakages um, that they have not repaired because it's not our responsibility to to pay uh, an amount for a service that we're not using. Grossly unfair. So we put in an amount and said this is based on the 2012 figures, uh, which we consider to be more accurate. Um, So they sent the bills back and we've had no uh, contact with them since then about what they propose to do. 
The other main problem is that they're all too scared to complain. That's not a great situation, is it? This is true. They've spoken about problems in the past, but finally they've, they've got together a residence association and they say that using this they're finding some voice. However, trouble is the owners don't recognise its authority. There's supposed to be a warden on the site, but that office is empty. The owners have to recognise it. And I, I, I may have got this wrong. I've got this through listening to Jonathan's uh, show. If, you, if enough people set up a residence association, they have to be listened to. You would think. Gosh, OK. So there's supposed to be a warden on the site. That office is empty. There's a drop box, but residents say they get no response when they write letters of complaint. The mobile phone numbers of the owners on the notice board do not respond once numbers have been remembered. In short, residents have no easy way of communicating with the landlords for help, and if they do manage to get through, they say they get intimidated or bullied. Our reporter Tony Fisher has been uh, to the site and spoke to these residents who didn't want to be named for fear of reprisals. What we really want, there's a lot of elderly people up here. And what we really want is the council to actually come in, survey the site, get the partners to do the work so that these people can live in their twilight years with peace and quiet without any intimidation because every time they ask for something to be done, they're ignored or... Intimidated. Intimidated by being told to... And... F off, (laughs) basically... And we've so they're living in fear. Yes, basically. Yeah, yeah. I look forward to speaking to the owners and the council later on the show today. What time they coming Uh, on? Well, we've tried all the mobile phone numbers for the owners that are on the notice board, so the ones that the residents have access to. The partners of Newlands Park, as they call themselves, Um, but unfortunately. They've not responded to our messages. So the owners aren't coming on. When is Three Rivers District Council coming on? They haven't responded. Oh, for goodness sakes! They've not. The, the council haven't responded. All right, these owners—if they sound like dodge pots, I'd like them to come on and defend themselves. I can understand them not answering, although that's outrageous. But the the, the council have decided not to come on. And, and well, we can only assume. So three rivers district council don't want to come on We've and had no tell us whatsoever from them. how they why they are allowing these residents to to feel whether they are or not is another thing to feel bullied and to feel uh, ignored and manipulated. Wow. Anne Main said in uh, Parliament yesterday that she feels that some of the faults are actually dangerous. Wow. Well, let's just name these... these, these. So it's Three Rivers District Council, yeah. and uh, it's the partners of Newlands Park. Yeah. Shame on you. Shame on you for not coming on. Thank you, Catherine. 08459 555 555. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Having a look at the speed sensors and in Luton, it's a little bit slow along Dunstable Road and along Station Road coming up to the train station. Having a look elsewhere, Marlow Hill in High Wycombe has temporary traffic lights in place at Marlow Road. Not causing any delays at the moment, but that could cause some problems later on. Having a look at the cameras on the uh, M40, it's moving fine at the moment. It's looking very quiet, actually, at the moment. But the M25 in both directions has roadworks between Junction 25 for Enfield and 27 for the M11, and that could cause some delays to your journey later on. On the trains, the Circle Line is suspended between Edgware Road and Oldgate because of a signalling problem at Oldgate. Samantha Braff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much. 6.16, Thursday, the 6th of November. I'm Ian Lee. What's your beef? Uh, Elderly residents living on a mobile home site in Hertfordshire say they are living in fear of their traveller landlords. The government are to press petrol retailers to ensure they're doing all they can to pass on falling oil prices to drivers. And a woman from Bedfordshire 
will have to repay more than £6,000 illegally claimed in benefits after being caught by information on her Facebook page. What a plum. BBC Three Counties Radio. So, this sport thing, what's that all about then? On Saturday, Watford are on their travels again. Watford fell asleep from the cross and Donaldson powered the header in. This time they're heading east to Portman Road to face Ipswich. There is the third goal. Plus, we'll have all the action from our local teams in the FA Cup first round. Into the net, the Dons lead and Luton are on a roll here at Kenilworth Road. Ainsworth and Dobson just below us give a high five and that's the Blues 3-1 up. Three Counties Sport, Saturday from 2 here on BBC Three Counties Radio. Hey, kinks, isn't it?
wrong? You seem a bit grumpy today. I'm not in a bad mood. All right, I'm just asking. Ben, how are you doing this morning? Women in underwear does look nice. Mate. Andy's on the line. Good morning, Andy. Good morning, Ian. What you got for us, boss? Do you remember I found you about your voice? I don't remember, but I've been I've been taking a lot of medication recently. Over-the-counter medication, but still, what a kick. Well, I'm very glad that you're back. So am although, I. Although your, your, um, your colleague, Justin, and your colleagues in the uh, office did very well. The in colleagues in the office? What, Carol yeah, well, and Tony and Lee yeah. and, and, and um, I can't remember anybody else's name who works here. They're the important ones. Well, they're everybody, yes. Um, no, I, and I saw you yesterday. Didn't I see you on Alan Titchmarsh? Hey, I was on Alan Titchmarsh yesterday. Yay! I did not. I recorded that ages ago. That was brilliant. I was, yeah. I was funny, wasn't I? I remember doing that and thinking, man, I am on fire this morning. <laughs> I was cheeking the old what, ladies. The one I saw wasn't, wasn't very funny. No, no. I recorded <laughs> two on the same day. The first one, I was very, very nervous. But then the second one, the one that was shown yesterday, yeah. I was on fire, wasn't I, Andy? Oh, I think you were. And me, me, and thought... Su- me and Susie Dent from Countdown. Yeah, that's right, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, and I thought uh, you looked a lot younger than I thought you were on the, ra- on the radio, actually. That's a compliment. I'm trying to... I'm Your trying voice to, is older, is what you're saying. Trying to work it out, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to take it as a compliment, Andy, but I will have my legal team analysing it. <laughs> Thank you, Andy. I wait four five nine four double five five double five. I missed it. I got loads of people saying, oh, you're on Alan Titchmarsh. I wanted to see that one. You can still watch it. It's on... What? Well, no, it's on. The, uh, it's I, they, see. I, iPlayer. They can watch it again. They put Titchmarsh on iPlayer. Yeah, why not? I was funny. I was on fire on that episode. Seriously, I was funny, man. I was cheeking the old people. I worked it out. Cheek the old people. Have an argument. Be rude to Nick Ferrari. Flirt with Susie Dent. Wallop. Cheeking the old people is something that I like to do. It's going to be the title of my um, my third volume Did of you autobiography. Say cheeking or chicken? Chicken. I was cheeking the old people. What's your beef? No, chicken. Come on, lamb, leave it alone. Across beds, hearts and bucks. Three meats. This is Ian Three Lee. Meats. BBC Three Counties Radio. Three meats, Lee. That's not actually why they call me that, but that's a different thing altogether. Now, here's a story. A benefit cheat from Bedfordshire has dropped herself right in it. By what did she do? What she do? What did she do, Catherine? Oversharing. Yeah, on a social network site, or as I like to call it, Facebook. Jenna Priest from Shefford told Central Bedfordshire Council she needed income support and housing benefit as she's a single unemployed parent. Hmm, but her online profile made it clear... What did it make clear? She was in a relationship with her landlord. What a silly sausage. Central Bedfordshire's uh, executive member for corporate resources is the Conservative councillor, Morris Jones. Morris joins me now. Good morning, Morris. Good morning, Ian. What made you... How did you become aware that all was not as it uh, seemed with Jenna Priest? Well, we, we come uh, around this through a number of different ways. I mean, in this particular one was through Facebook, as, as, you, as you mentioned earlier. But we, we have a number of ways that we actually can find out when people are actually uh, cheating the system. Uh, we cross-reference different agencies, look to see what people are doing. And in this particular case, she actually, uh, rather stupidly, I have to say, uh, made the information available online. So she posted um, on Facebook. Her account wasn't set to private. I said, what, did someone in the office just go, do you know what, let's have a little, uh, let's Facebook Jenna Priest and see what she's up to. Is that how it works? Well, not quite that way. Um, we have a, a, a whistleblower's uh, hotline that uh, people can call if they suspect somebody of fraud. 
record. Um, and that number, if, if you just want to make a note, is 0300 And people can ring us on that that line and let us know if they suspect somebody uh, who's actually uh, defrauding the uh, benefit system. Um, I'm not... I can't really go into it on the, in each particular case no. uh, because we're disclosing what the way we actually find of out course. people. But um, yeah, she she was actually um, in this relationship, and I think it's rather stupid that she she would have done this. But anyway, she has done, um, and she was caught, and she's been penalised as a result. And what what is the, what what is the penalty? What does she have to? Does she have to pay it all back? How does she's it work? Pro- yes, yeah, she's paying. She have to pay it back, and she was fined a thousand pound. So what's the total she has to pay back? Do we know? Yes, we do. She has to pay back £6,325.19. And, and the £1,000 on top of yes, that? Yes, and the £1,000 on top of that. Flipping heck. So really, it's not, it, it really isn't worth it. And we, we had another one also, a, a woman in Houghton Regis, who claimed that she'd, she hadn't filled in the form properly about her mother that she was, she was uh, living with, and she hadn't declared things. And she was in, the, in a, not quite the same situation, but she defrauded the housing benefit of £11,000. And it really, really, they, they, it's not right that they're, def- they're cheating the system and they're taking money away from people who, could, who really do need it. I, and, and, and Jenna's, how many children do, does uh, Miss Priest have? Do we know? Um, I don't know that. We didn't really get okay, that from okay. the information that we because had. Because it could be argued, Morris, that you, you are taking £7,500 away from her children for food and clothes and things. Indeed, that could be argued, but the, the, that money wasn't hers in the first place, so why should she have it? Uh, are there any other little tricks and techniques you're allowed to tell us about? I mean, do, do, do we, we hear stories, don't we, of, of uh, people being filmed if, if it's suspected of being benefit frauds. Do you, does that happen? Not really. This, this normally, I think it's surprising. Um, we had a case not long ago where a fellow who was claiming uh, that he was disabled was actually filmed. It was, again, on social media. He was in a football match. You know, <laughs> I'm laughing because it's so ridiculous, isn't it? It is, isn't it? You would, you would think. Look, you know, if if you if you're gonna, <laughs> I'm not encouraging fraud at all, of course. No, but no, of course. If you're gonna say you're disabled, don't put video clips of you on Facebook. Are you kicking a ball around? <laughs> Absolutely. Morris, right. the numbers oh three hundred three hundred triple five seven and no uh, double five double seven double five double seven. Thank you. I, I'm glad you corrected. We have the wrong That's number. Okay. Oh three hundred three hundred double five double seven. That's it. Okay, excellent, Morris. Thank you very much indeed. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five is our phone number. That's Councillor Morris Jones. Let me put it out to you: any sympathy for this woman at all? Got to pay back seven and a half thousand pounds. And would you? Would you? I mean, I, I don't want to use the, the phrase grass, Dobbin. Would you? Would you tell on a neighbour if you suspected they were fraudulently claiming? How do you know who's fraudulently claiming? I mean, fair play. If if you're saying you're in a wheelchair, yeah. and then you go, you're, you're filmed kicking a football around or playing rugby. Well, then you're a plum. Uh, this woman, yeah, stupid to, to claim uh, money being a single parent, but then uh, saying on Facebook you're in a relationship. But then some people are claiming disability benefit, and they have conditions which come and go, or yeah. which aren't necessarily visible. Would you? Right, there's two questions on the back of this. Any sympathy at all for this Jenna Priest? She uh, said she was a single parent, single unemployed parent, uh, and then she posted on Facebook she was having it away with the landlord. 
She didn't, I don't think that's. I don't <laughs> think that's a setting. She it was probably something a bit smugger than that. Status update uh, changed. Jenna's now having it away with the landlord. Did you in a relationship? Um, uh, that, any sympathy felt woman? And would you phone this hotline to tell on a friend, a relative, a neighbour who was cheating the system? Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Coming up, Frank Sidebottom special. Oh yes, boss. <laughs> Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. It's still looking quite quiet on the roads at the moment. In Ruxton, the A1 Great North Road has the roadworks going on at the Black Cat Roundabout, so that is likely to cause some delays as it starts to get busy this morning. Having a look nearby on the speed sensors, things are moving well around Bedford. In High Wycombe, the A404 Marlowe Hill has temporary lights in place at Marlow Road. On the speed sensors, that's not causing any delays so far. And the M25 has narrow lanes and speed restrictions in both directions between Junction 25 for Enfield and 27 for the M11. Again, that's moving fine at the moment but could start to get busy very shortly. On the trains the London Underground has the Circle Line has severe delays between Edgware Road and Oldgate that's because of a signal failure at Oldgate Samantha Ruff, BBC Three Counties Radio Who the hell's Jason Orange? Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio It's 6.30, I'm Simon Oxley. Elderly residents living on a mobile home site in Hertfordshire say they're living in fear of their traveller landlords. St Albans MP Anne Main has accused Three Rivers District Council of being spineless in dealing with Newlands Park in Abbots Langley. The Chief Secretary to the Treasury, Danny Alexander, says he'll press petrol retailers to ensure they're doing all they can to pass on falling oil prices to drivers. And a woman from Bedfordshire will have to repay more than £6,000 illegally claimed in benefits after being caught by information on her Facebook page. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Manchester City are facing a Champions League exit after losing 2-1 at home to CSKA Moscow. City ended with nine men after Yaya Toure and Fernandinho were sent off. His captain, Vincent Company. I'm the captain, so when no one believes anymore, I'm just still going to be there and say, hey, we might have a chance. So uh, We have a chance still. There'll be internationals in between the next games we're playing in the Champions League and now. And, you know, it just gives us some time to clear our heads probably and come back and see how much we still got to play for. I think that's what we need to look at, but, um, but obviously right now it's very difficult to take that into consideration. Chelsea drew one all away to Maribor with Eden Hazard missing a late penalty. Tonight there are Europa League matches for Tottenham and Everton. In the Championship, Nottingham Forest are now without a win in ten matches. Former Luton striker Andre Gray was among the scorers as Brentford won 3-1 at the City ground. And Milton Keynes-Dons under-18s are through to the second round of the FA Youth Cup after a 5-2 win at Cambridge. Stevenage hosts Needham Market tonight. In Formula One, former world champion Nigel Mansell has voiced his concerns over the double points for the final ground. Grand Prix of the season. If Lewis Hamilton wins in Brazil on Sunday and Mercedes teammate Nico Rosberg fails to finish, the Stevenage driver would go into the Abu Dhabi race 49 points ahead, but could still lose the world title as the winner will be awarded 50 points. Mansell believes it could make a mockery of the sport. Really, it should be all over by the shouting, except if there's an incredible moment that happens at the last race with the double point situation, because you know you can be overtaking somebody, someone can run into you, and then the other driver gets double points and all of a sudden you lost the championship so I'm not a fan of the double point situation. I think Lewis has worked hard all year so it should be right that he should pull it off. BBC Three Counties News and Sports, the next full bulletin is at seven. 
If you hear a whisper, give us a shout. Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Right. So, I think I was sick in the night. What's the giveaway? Well, do you know what? I'm, I'm convinced I threw up in the night. I woke up at one o'clock with all of the feeling. Isn't the body a wonderful, wonderful invention? Thank you, God. And annoying. And Jesus. Yours is. You constantly let rip. <laughs> I do not. We're sharing a train today, and boy, oh boy, I hope we're in the silent carriage. Uh, silent before. <laughs> shut up. Um, I'll be blaming it on you anyway. The body is an amazing thing. Particularly yours, Kelly. Boom, chicka, wow, wow. So, the body is... I'll do that again. The body is an amazing thing. Particularly yours, Kelly. Thanks, man. <laughs> the body is an amazing thing. Particularly yours, Kelly. Thanks, man. No, because Because hers is so tiny and yet it all works. I woke up... I think. And I thought, I'm going to be sick. I'm be sick. I had that. I had the sweat. And this is my story, mate. This is my I gr- think I think you're hijacking my story. This is my pain. This is my grief. Because I is... told you I've been ill yesterday, and so now you're dreaming that of me, obviously. And this then... is my moment. This is my perfect moment. And so, obviously, what's happening now is that you're making it about you. Carry I woke on. up. Okay. And I because I know I was sick. I am going to be sick. Right. I'm going to be. Sick. I had the sweats. I had the feeling at the back of the throat. I had the dizzy head. Of, oh, this is comfort. This is comfort. Nowhere, man. I got up. I ran to the bathroom. I fell. Out, I slipped over. <gasps> I fell on the floor. And I was giggling. I think I've got to be really sick. And I got to the toilet, and I assumed the position. Mm. And then I, I really apologised. All of the people on Facebook who are disappointed I'm back. Well, this is going to upset you. I swallowed it. Oh. I stayed there, nothing came, I went back to bed. So you're not as ill as me. It was like a phantom pregnancy. Um, so I really have suffered, but you've actually been sick. Yeah. Tell us about Repeatedly. that. Repeatedly. No, I don't think people need to know that at oh. 25 too. But just but let's say, I'm not very well, but I'm battling I think on. they do need to know it because you're pulling the faces, you're doing, I so saw you're doing a lot of yawns, you've dressed in mufti today. You're not making the F, mate. There's no effort coming from you. Well, and yet yesterday I was ill and I made a flipping good effort. Didn't dial it in. You're dialing it in. Well, you, you went on about it for three hours. Yeah. And you're talking like that. Eat it, madam. Do you want to hear the best song you're ever going to hear in your life? Yeah, but I fear it's not going to happen now. Oh. Oh. Here we go. Yeah. Wait for the horns. You ready? One, two, one, two, three, four.
Is it about a gap here? in the New York Grove is coming up next. Tune, Kells. Yes. Tune. Kath, mm. tune. Well. Look at me. I don't want to. I'm a very powerful man. <laughs> what are you doing that for? What have we got in the papers? Um, some things. Yeah. Uh, Do you want me to go first? Cause I've got There's loads. a farmer who's turned his car into a sheepdog. Yeah, I know. I and no, it. it wasn't a rover. Quip to the Daily Mail. I've got to say, guys, 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 what? the Daily Express have got it. What? Front page news. Why have none of the other papers got this on the front page? Is it a cure? Ha- no. It's how you can add years to your life. It is a cure. Keep fit, eat well, avoid smoking and have a hobby. Ladies and gentlemen, Gosh. that's how you add years to your life. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Daily Express. Thank you, scientists at the Daily Express. I would never... Ha- Let me just remind you of those things. Keep fit, eat well, don't smoke, have a hobby. Thank can you very I much do indeed. All, can I do some of those things, but not all? I can't be bothered with the keeping fit thing. Well, you, well then you won't add years to your life. Dave. Dear Prince Charles, he's virt- he might as well just black up and go and do a national dance somewhere. He's always doing a national dance. About? He's always doing a national dance. This time, it's a Mexican dance. Mexico. Mexico dance. Mexican dance. He's doing that. Is he doing the thing with the uh, handkerchief? He's doing the thing with a handkerchief. Mm-hmm. He is just stop it. Stop doing that. Just go. Oh, no, I don't want to do I that. I like the fact that he's game. He's what? He's game. Oh, blimey. He is game though. I like. He's him. what? He's game. Oh, blimey! You nearly got our heads chopped off. He's game. I like it that he'll shake his groove thing at any opportunity. He's not game. He's I mean, embarrassing. Some of the you've been doing that has been embarrassing. Man, I'm just I'm just glad to be alive because I have seen the face of death in the last week, <laughs> and I am back in the New York groove. Coming up later, guys. Coming up later. Here's something that might make parents long for death this Christmas: see. the uh, doll that's supposed to uh, be the thing that all the little girls want. And I'm hoping my kids don't see the advert because they ain't getting a, one. Does it do a wee wee? No, it talks. And I think dolls do too much these days. Get them a nice dolly that. They can use their imagination with, not one that tells them all sorts of stuff. Here's something. Sorry, you've not you finished. interest. I, well, I mean... In my friend Kayla. Just I've noticed there's a half-price sale at WH Smith's. You can talk about hobbies, tell stories, play games and even help with homework by accessing the internet for search for answers. She'll, so she, she's asked G. Oh, they should make a robot Jeeves. You can have that one. Phone that. Phone that in. Half-price or better. Okay, six. this is at better. WH Smith's. Better. 60% off the Stephen Fry book. Half price off the Russell Brand book. Half price off the Linda Bellingham book. 
Half price off of Reva, A Mother's Story by June Steenkamp. Gosh, she turned that round fast. Didn't she? Didn't she just? Isn't that odd? That strikes me as a little, um, 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 odd. I mean, if my... Um, the, the, the son had been murdered just for having a wee, not murdered, sorry, accidentally shot by her angry boyfriend. Um, I couldn't get a book out that quick. It's odd, isn't it? It is weird, but maybe it's one of these things that she's been venting on paper and it's helped I mean, to get through this. Reva Steenkamp was, of course, guilty of going to the toilet late at night, as Private Eye said, quite rightfully so. Um, this is uh, good. Uh, the, 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 the leather jackets for young children. What is the point? £3,000! It's a Tom Ford leather jacket. I don't know who that is. He's very, very, very snazzy. Tom Ford once proclaimed that when he eventually had a child, he wouldn't use it as a press tool. But there's a picture of um, um, a boy wearing a jacket for £3,000. That's insane! It's his boy, isn't it? Is it? I don't know. Yep. Their two-year-old son, Jack. No, it's, sport- no, it's sported by a model. No, it says here. It says it was his son. No, 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 mate. No, this is what the problem with the BBC. Left-wing bias. Left-wing bias. It was inspired by their two-year-old son, uh, Jack. That's not Jack wearing that. Dear BBC... Is Jack not attractive enough? What's he saying? If I was Jack, I'd be upset. Dear BBC, I was furious when I was listening to BBC Three Counties Radio to hear the typical left-wing, ill-researched bias... Three thousand pounds. Uh, there's a pl- what's a plonge? A what? A plonge. Show me. The price of the jacket is no laughing matter. The cheapest one is one thousand eight hundred forty-five pounds. Last paragraph. While a plonge leather version will set you back two thousand seven hundred ninety. Oh, I don't know. Let's ask our fashion expert, Kelly Betts. Kelly, what's a plonge? Is it a mix between a poncho and a sarong? I really regret asking that it's question. It's plonge leather. It's a type of leather, I guess. Poncy leather. I guess. Poncy, poncy leather. Anyway, they fit them for about two weeks. There's very little point spending 20 quid on something like that. Never mind 2,790 of your English pounds. Oh, wait, 459, 455, 555. Coming up before the end of the show, Frank Sybottom special. We're going to be playing two, two count and Frank Sybottom songs. That makes me very, very excited. Like a puppy. Like a demented, rabid puppy on heat. Wow, that's a lot of things that that puppy's dealing with. That puppy has got a lot of emotions going. Here's something. Maybe, maybe, dear listener, you want to phone in on, on this. Maybe you don't. You don't want to phone in about anything else. Go. Now, let that be a lesson to you. 215 pupils sent home in two days... Oh, I like this one. ...in uniform crackdown. Yeah. A head teacher has defended her policy to improve standards after 215 pupils were sent home from school in two days for breaking uniform rules. So, basically, they're wearing the wrong trousers, black trousers, but the wrong black trousers, and the wrong shoes. Black shoes, but the wrong black trainers. shoes. Trainers. You're not allowed trainers. Parents and pupils were warned the or secondary pumps. school's... Sorry? Pumps. The secondary school's uniform policy would be strictly enforced after half-term. Pupils at the Hanson, Hanson Academy, mmm, bop in mmm, Bradford must wear black tailored trousered, trousers, black blazer and tie. White shirt, black socks or plain black tights. Shoes must be black and have a maximum six centimetre heel. On the first day back after the break, 152 pupils were sent home for wearing the wrong clothes. 73 came back properly dressed within an hour. I like the style. No. Yeah. No. Yeah, I used to push it at school. No. I used to roll my skirt up. Well, when I, 
And I think you should, you know, you can't, you've got the wrong shoes on. Let's send home 215 pupils. That seems excessive. What was the tie tendency when you were at school? Oh, you you had a thin bit at the front. Uh, you could get away with the thin bit at the front. You weren't allowed a fat knot. Or a li- little fat one, but you got it really, really small. You weren't allowed a little fat one. Unless you were, uh, insert a, a name of uh, little fat kid. Not allowed to say on the air, be bullying. Flipping that. He's an adult now. If he can't deal with it now, oh, what? He killed himself? E. Uh, you weren't allowed, to, you were allowed thin ties. You could kind of get away with that. But I, 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 I think this. You, are you supporting this this head teacher? Yeah, I kind of like it. Oh no! Yeah, if you say you're going to do something, do it with vigor. That's she said. I'm 215 pupils. Yeah. That's crazy. She's loving it. Listen, yeah, stick to the, the the school uniform. But they got a warning. You've got to follow through. You know this with children. Sorry. Yeah. That's the problem. They do follow through. Hey. <laughs> but yeah. Okay. Fine. So there's a school uniform. Yeah, we're going to stick to it. But I mean, I don't see much difference between those black shoes and those oh, black come on, shoes. Let me Have see. a look. Let me see. Let oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. One by is a the pair way. of trainers. What kind of hippie liberal tree hugging? Rabbit-bothering saloon of a school are you been running? Yeah, maybe those parents can't afford to feed their kids. Those are more expensive than proper shoes. Those aren't? Yeah, they are. Those are like Dunlops or something. They're vans, aren't they? 08459 455 505. Simple question. Whose side are you on, the schools or the kids? Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Checking the speed sensors in Dunstable and it's starting to build up a little bit in the town centre now around uh, Dunstable Road. It's also looking a little bit slow on the A505 from Eaton Green Road towards the airport way. Having a look in on the M1 towards London, it's very heavy around Junction 9 for Redbourne at the moment. And the M25 anti-clockwise is slow between Junction 21 for the M1 and Junction 20 for Kings Langley. Nearby in Bricketwood on the A405 North Orbital Road, it's very heavy at the M25 Junction 21A roundabout. Elsewhere, the A1 Great North Road has the roadworks going on at the Black Cat Roundabout, so expect that to get quite busy very soon. On the trains, the London Underground has the Circle Line with severe delays because of a signal failure. Oldgate, so the severe delays are clockwise on the Circle Line. Samantha Breath, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Samantha. 6.47, it's Thursday. It's the 6th of November. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Elderly residents living on a mobile home site in Hertfordshire say they are living in fear of their traveller landlords. The government are to press petrol retailers to ensure they're doing all they can to pass on falling oil prices to drivers. And a woman from Bedfordshire will have to repay more than £6,000 illegally claimed in benefits after being caught by information on her Facebook page. Let's get the weather. Here's Georgina. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning. Well, after a frosty night last night, it's a chilly start to today with some mist patches around as well. That should clear by about 9 or 10 o'clock this morning. So fairly hazy sunshine at first, but we have got cloud increasing from the west. So by this afternoon, a lot less bright with a breeze picking up too. Temperatures reaching about 12 degrees Celsius, but in some spots only just about making it to single figures. Now tonight, we've got a patchy light to moderate rain for the most part, but it will be heavy at times. That's coming in from the west after dark with temperatures between 8 and 10 degrees Celsius, so certainly milder than it was last night. And a windy day tomorrow, still some rain around first thing. That gradually works its way to the east, so we will have some drier spells, but also some residual showers left behind, perhaps even thundery, with highs of 13 degrees. Saturday starts off well, but a spell of rain later on. Uh, Sunday looks like the better day of the two for the weekend, but with sunshine and just a couple of showers around. And Monday we've got varying cloud with one or two showers. That's your latest forecast. 
original British drama on BBC One. In 24 hours, the human race, as you know it, will cease to exist. The Cybermen are returning. Happening everywhere, all over the world, right now. An indestructible army to rage across the universe. Well, this is a bit exciting. Stop! Where is the Doctor? I would never give up the Doctor. Say something nice. You win. Doctor Who, the series finale. Saturday night at 8 on BBC One and B... So, I've not seen any of this series of Doctor Who. I'd never watch it. Was it. Well, I was looking forward to it, and I just didn't get round to it. Oh, well. So, lots for you to call in about. 08459 455 555. Uh, first of all, would you dob someone in for cheating, uh, uh, being a benefit fraud? Uh, some woman has... Uh, well, she's got to pay back £6,500. £1,000 on top of that for saying she was a single unemployed mum when she was actually shacked up with her landlord. Do you think that could have been an admin error on her part? Well, admin... It was on... They found it on Facebook. Well, yeah, so if you're boasting about it on Facebook, it must be... There's no admin permanent. error there. She made a point of her, her status has changed. A permanent fixture. Would you dob someone in? 08459 455 555. It's interesting I'm using the word dob. Because I'm implying that it's actually a bad thing. There's a hidden implication there. Not so hidden. There's an implication there that it's a bad thing. Would you uh, report someone? There we go. That's perhaps a fairer um, uh, word. Would you report someone for cheating on their benefits? 08459 455 555. The other thing, this school, a head teacher sent home 215 pupils in two days because they were wearing slightly wrong shoes... And slightly wrong trousers. I like it. Draconian. I don't... I think, him. I think it's a little bit harsh. What do you reckon, Just? Way too harsh. It is a bit harsh, mm. isn't it? I mean, if they'd gone into school and they were wearing T-shirts with offensive slogans, yes, send them home. But shoes? They're still shoes. Because I, I, I heard this last night and the parent in me went, yeah, nice one. Great. Mm. Well done, mm. school. And then I, as I was thinking about it this morning, thinking we might talk about it, the 15-year-old in me came out and said, whoa, daddy-o, what's your beef? <laughs> the 15-year-old in me went, come on, man, we need to have a little bit of individuality. And Absolutely. I'm on the 15-year-old okay. side here. Let me introduce you two to the 12-year-old me, who got bullied for not wearing the right trainers. Yeah. And then my mum said she'd buy me a pair of Nikes, yeah. and she actually bought Nicks. <laughs> <laughs> I got bullied for I would have been Dun- glad if everyone was wearing Clarks. I got bullied for wearing Dunlops. Mm. That's, that's, you know... Them's uh, the brakes, is that right? Them's the brakes. 15-year-old me is on the side of the kids here, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to go with 15-year-old me. But, Ian, yes, it's Justin. never going to go away. Even now, um, if I walk into the office wearing something slightly unusual, if you walk into the office wearing slightly something slightly oh, unusual... Oh, Kath mocks me mercilessly. Exactly. So, well, whether you're you at school, whether you're not in school, it's always going to go on. So, you know, kids need to get used to this sort of thing, don't they? <laughs> they need to get used. It's true. No, not bullying. No, no, harmless banter. Come on, harmless banter about shoes. You're going to get it all your life. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. There's two things for you there, Justin. You can Mm. take your pick. Is it school uniform or is it uh, reporting people for benefit cheats? I think benefit cheats will go more because I I think that's a real tough one. I think for me personally, if I saw somebody taking the mick day in day out, I, I would dob them in. But if children are involved, then I would have to think twice because me making that phone call could affect a child's life and that would make me feel very guilty. Even though the parent is stealing from your pocket? I know, but if children are involved, it makes it a bit different. It does. Can you take it to the streets? Absolutely. Thank you, Justin. Cheers. Oh, by the way. Yeah. I've got, well, actually, you go and do that. I've got another one you might want to do later on. Okay. Cheers, my dears. Ta-ta. 08459 455 I think we can tie those two subjects together. Oh. 
funding a lifestyle that you can't afford. Boom. Call me now. So if your kids are wearing, you know, designer stuff for school when they don't really need to be and keeping up with the Joneses at school, you're going to feel more pressure as a parent to find money that you might not necessarily have through honest means. All right, Owen Jones, nice one. Yeah. Here's, well, here's another story. See if you can tie this one in. Go. How more mums are teaching their children to drive. Oh. My mum my mom gave me a few lessons on the Slough Trading Estate. My mum was good. My dad was awful. Yeah. I he think... was slamming the brakes on from his side. Yeah, yeah. It was awful. Uh, my, my, my... Go on. My gran was the worst. Why? Grabbed my arms. Oh. Grabbed my arms. Your, your driving lesson stories, please. 08459 555 My dad uh, my dad left before I was, I was learning, so he never taught me. But he taught my... Um, I remember he gave my sister a few lessons and they came home one day. She was in tears and he was furious because she got upset because she saw a dog get knocked over and she got really upset. And he was like, you've got to deal with it. You've got to deal with it. These things happen. Deal with it. And she was in floods of tears. Oh, it was the the tension in the house. 08459 455 555. Your driving lesson stories, please. It's never a good idea. Parents teaching kids. I don't think. You're too close. I think so. Uh, Let's have a bit of this.
going to retire because I'm not going to sit here all night reading emails. Man alive, I have not heard that song for like ever. That was the first time I've ever heard it and I love it. There's a local connection to that song. I'm sure that's written by someone who lives in the Beds, Hearts and Bucks. I'm sure it is. Oh, let's do some I'm music. sure it is. What a tune. Cass, you enjoying the music today? Yes, very much. You enjoying the air guitar in the face today? And that is the reason I'm sitting in here and you've not moved, in there. You've moved into the other yeah, studio. Yeah, got a little bit... Um, Raunchy? It was when it's... you started introducing the wah-wah in my face. <laughs> that wasn't the wah-wah, that was a flange. Oh. Uh, you got some texts? Yeah, I have. Well, what I've you got, got? I've got one. Yeah, oh. Well, we've got a few, but I've got one you might be interested in. <laughs> Probably not. It's just filler. Mark says benefit fraud. I think he means fraud. Benefit, benefit Fred Millard? There are loads of people who have undeclared partners, but it's the government's fault. Oh. Sorry? What do you mean? People changing claims from single to couple have a five-week period where it's not in payment, but while they backdate it, they can't afford to wait this long. I know somebody uh, years ago, this was, I mean, 20 years ago, who was claiming housing benefit. Uh, him and his girlfriend were claiming housing benefit, um, but they were living together as a couple. But mm. when they came round to check the flat, they had separate bedrooms. So it looked like they were separate people. So they got more money, I think. Oh, That's how it worked. This, I mean, this was 20 years ago. And we all thought, yeah, well done you. Jill says, I know many cheat in the system and think to myself, I might join them. I'd be better off. And uh, this one, oh, it's anonymous, I'm afraid. Yeah, it is. Never mind. School shoes should be enforced to ensure that students are smart and following rules, also to stop bullying and ballet pumps that don't support students' feet. Oh, for good ballet pumps. Listen, we've got some good uh, stuff for you to give us a call about. So, so far, nobody is on side of reporting the benefit cheat. Would you do it? There's a phone number. Would you call it to say, yeah, I think uh, Steve next door, he's, uh, he's, got, he's, got, uh, he's cheating the system. I couldn't think of an example of cheating. 08459 455555 and 215 pupils booted out of a school over two days because they were wearing slightly wrong shoes and slightly wrong trousers. Kelly Betts. Ace Freely, is yep. how you say his name? Yeah. Um, he grew up on the corner of Marion Avenue off of Bedford Park no. in no. the Bronx. No, he's, he's, yeah, he's from New York. The guy that wrote the song, Kelly, for goodness sake. Who wrote the song? Oh, I don't know. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The M1 towards London is very heavy between Junction 10 for the Luton Airport Spur Road and Junction 9 for Redbourne. And looking at the M25 on the speed sensors, it's queuing now between Junction 21 for the M1 and Junction 20 for Kings Langley. And it's also queuing between Junction 17 for Maple Cross and 16 for the M40. In Beaconsfield, the Amersham Road is building up southbound between Longbottom Lane and London Road. And on the trains, the Circle Line... Longbottom Lane. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Longbottom Lane. <laughs> That's what it's called, isn't it? <laughs> Yes, it is, but it is maybe, it's like Silly Willy Road or something, isn't it? Sorry, do, do carry on, do carry on. The, the Circle Line has severe delays clockwise at, because of signal failure at Allgate. Samantha Breath, BBC Three Counties Radio. <laughs> Bottom lane, Silly Willy Road. Bumhole Drive. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio.
It's seven o'clock, I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines, council accused of being spineless over mobile home park. Benefits cheat caught by Facebook posting and ram raid at village jewellers. BBC Three Counties Radio. Elderly residents living on a mobile home site in Hertfordshire say they're living in fear of their traveller landlords. Newlands Park in Abbots Langley is owned by a travelling family who have been granted a licence to run the site by Three Rivers District Council. Residents say there's a lack of maintenance, excessive water and electricity bills and sewage problems. Speaking in Parliament, the St Albans MP Anne Main accused the council of being spineless. Three Rivers Council, which covers this particular area of my constituency, is looking particularly spineless as far as I'm concerned. They seem to take any assurances given by Mr Golby and his family that everything is absolutely fine. It is not absolutely fine at all. A woman from Bedfordshire will have to repay more than £6,000 illegally claimed in benefits after being caught by information on her Facebook page. 29-year-old Jenna Priest from Shefford applied for income support and housing benefit on the basis she was a single unemployed parent, but information on the social media site revealed she was in a relationship with her landlord. Councillor Maurice Jones from Central Bedfordshire Council says people have been caught online before. Surprising. Um, we had a case not long ago where a fellow who was claiming uh, that he was disabled was actually filmed. It was again on social media. He was in a football match. The Chief Secretary to the Treasury, Danny Alexander, says he'll press petrol retailers to ensure they're doing all they can to pass on falling oil prices to drivers. The price of crude oil has dropped by about a quarter in recent months, but petrol on garage forecourts has come down by just 5%. Several £1,000 worth of vintage watches have been stolen during a ram raid in Hertfordshire. Thieves drove a Jeep-style vehicle into the metal shutters of Andrew Charles Watch and Clockmakers in Little Wymondley in the early hours of yesterday morning. More from Jane Killick. Police say the break-in set off the alarms and would have made a considerable amount of noise, probably attracting the attention of neighbours and people in the area. Police want to hear from witnesses, including those who may have seen a Jeep-type vehicle in the area or have been offered a high-end watch in suspicious circumstances. The drummer in the heavy metal band ACDC, Phil Rudd, has been charged in New Zealand with trying to arrange to have two men killed. The 60-year-old has been released on bail. Firefighters have tackled a blaze in a derelict building in St Albans overnight. They were called to Oakland's Lane just before midnight. In sport, Manchester City are facing a Champions League exit after losing 2-1 at home to CSKA Moscow. City also had two players sent off. Chelsea drew one all away to Maribor with Edin Hazard missing a late penalty. The weather, a frosty start with mist and fog. Some sunshine this morning but clouding over with rain arriving by this evening. A maximum temperature 11 degrees Celsius and you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. BBC Three Counties Radio's big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. Adjacent to the countryside, lovely countryside, beautiful Hertfordshire countryside. Telling everyone about where you live. There's a good market on Thursdays and Saturdays. My family been in this area since the 1600s. All this week, we're exploring Hamel Hampstead. Friends and family, that is the main reason the halls us here. The big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. BBC Three Counties Radio. on calling me down the road it's where I'll always be every stop I make I make a new friend can't stay for long just turn around and I'm gone again maybe tomorrow I'll wanna settle down 
Lots to talk about. Uh, Catherine, what are the things we're asking people to phone in about? Can you remind me, please? We are talking about whether you would report someone you thought was a benefit fraudster. Oh, this is a great story. We'll we'll come to this in a little bit. But uh, there was a woman who was claiming a benefit as a single unemployed uh, um, parent. But then she posted on Facebook that she was shacked up with her landlord. Got to pay back £7,500 in benefits and fines. Would you report someone? It's funny, I've, I've, I've changed the way I was phrasing that, because I was saying... Would you dob them in? I was saying, would you dob them in? Which implies uh, that it is a bad thing to do. It's that, it's that language, isn't it? Dob and uh, grass, grass and all of that stuff. That, that imp- Shop them. Yeah. That implies that, that actually, here's another way of looking at it, being a responsible citizen and reporting people who are breaking the law, reporting thieves, is a bad thing. That's yeah, what it, it implies. It, it implies a sort of betrayal, doesn't it? Yeah. There's, as though there's a code. Because if you're stealing from um, the benefit system, then that's OK. That's not like breaking into someone's house and stealing. That's not like... Um, I was going to say breaking, shoplifting in Tesco's. But there will be some people who would kind of applaud that as well. Well, yeah, because they'd say it's a faceless business and they won't notice it. It's like, a, it's like a Robin Hood kind of thing. You know, some crime is acceptable. 08459 455 555. And school uniforms as well. School uniforms. Do you think that they should be strict? There was this uh, school in Bradford where the kids had been warned that they were going to have a clamp down. Something like 200 kids sent home. 251 kids over two days. Because they had the wrong, wrong shoes or the wrong trousers. I mean, they were the right colour, yeah. but they were, they were the wrong cut. It's not a fashion parade. 
All right, teach. Uh, uh, my, I'm on the side of the kids. Initially, I was on this as a parent. I was on the side of the head teacher and thought, yeah, well done. But then my 15-year-old inside me kind of woke up and went, hang on a minute. When did you change? Yeah, but, when did you become different? But you've got to look at what the point of a school uniform is, and it's to align everyone, isn't it? So that no one has more expensive trainers or fashion, more fashion. So we humiliate the kids. We shame the parents. That's what's happened. They've yeah. been shamed. But then there's the other kid who can't afford that stuff who's shamed every single day. 08459 455555. It's funny, isn't it? As an adult, I thought, yeah, good on the teacher. And then I, my 15-year-old in me said, hang on a minute. What about individuality, man? What about, you know, the, 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 the sticking it to these suits? Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. On to other matters. A group of elderly neighbours say they are being bullied and intimidated by their traveller landlords. Pensioners have been trying to get the family to address a number of maintenance problems at Newlands Park in Abbots Langley, but the uh, say the owners have become aggressive when they were challenged. Well, the problem was raised in Parliament by the Conservative MP for St Albans, Anne Main. She's urging the local council to step in. My council doesn't seem to wish to invoke health and safety. And yet we have elderly people on caravans that when you stand in front of them, you can see are on a leaf. What does it take? Does it take one of them to blow over, collapse or someone to be killed? For somebody gets the backbone to use the powers given them, but not the duties and obligations. Can I say, um, you'd be lucky to have an MP like that. Not, not political parts, parties to one side, but an MP that stands up and is passionate and defends the rights of her constituents. Well done, Anne. Uh, well, listening to that is Mick Deans, who's the secretary of the Newlands Park Residents Association. What did you make of uh, Anne's speech, Mick? Well, we, we thought it was absolutely magnificent, and she hit home the main points that we are struggling to overcome. And in fact, if um, her suggestions are taken on board, it will help uh, all the park homeowners over the country, not just Newlands Park. So we were very impressed with her. Tell us what it's like living there and what some of the problems are for the residents. Well, mo- most of the residents uh, are senior citizens and they do have problems and most of them want to remain anonymous because they do fear intimidation. Uh, our main concern... What kind of intimidation have you faced, Mick? I personally haven't faced anything, but um, some of them have faced uh, threats of intimidation, uh, that if they carried on complaining, then they would probably face some sort of physical violence. Gosh. And and the fear is is quite genuine. Uh, One man who is having problems with uh, subsidence... uh, will not come forward simply because he is terrified of the, uh, the threats that he has, has received. Has anyone been to the police to report these threats? Uh, the police have been involved um, on a previous occasion where uh, one of the ex-warden was threatened uh, and somebody on site was, was arrested for this. Okay. Uh, but, uh, you're, 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 sorry to interrupt me. You're, you're the secretary yeah. of the Newlands Park Residents Association. The yes, owners, right. the owners don't recognise that association, do they? No. Um, I mean, this is one of the problems. By we, we have formed the association legally, um, and there are the requisite number of uh, members on site to be a legal society, but they do not accept our existence. And in fact. 
uh, call all the people that belong to the association troublemakers, especially those that are on the committee um, who are uh, probably singled out as the as the worst troublemakers. Okay, so the the, the owners won't listen to you. What what's your beef with uh, Three Rivers District Council? Well, the new legislation that uh, recently came into force has gone a long way to uh, resolve some of the problems. But the problem is is that the the powers given to the council are discretionary and not mandatory. In other words, they don't have to carry out uh, any uh, enforcement issues uh, because it doesn't say that they must. It just says that they may. Uh, The council will then say that they haven't got the resources all the finances to do the work, and therefore they are not going to get involved with this. Um, Now, this is not right, because under the new Act, they can, in fact, uh, if they issue an enforcement notice, recover all the costs from the owners. Uh, And they are just failing to carry out their duties. Why do you think think that is, Mick? Why why do you think that Three Rivers District Council... I'm going to keep saying their name in the hope that someone from there decides to speak to us. Why do you think Three Rivers District Council aren't helping you guys out? Well, because, as I say, the, the, the powers are are not mandatory. So all the while they've got the loophole of having discretionary powers, so they say that they don't have to act. Um, and they will come back time and time again with the fact that they haven't got the resources and that their budget doesn't allow them to carry out uh, a long-term investigation into the problems on I'm the getting, site. I'm getting really... They, they, Go on, sorry. But, yeah, they in fact came to the site, I think it was around about April or May, um, and were shown the uh, the basis where these problems have occurred. And the, the situation was pointed out to them, and they more or less settled on the fact that the owners agreed to uh, do the work. Well, there's been nothing done since then, and no communication from the owners to the people that are having problems to uh, carry out the work. I'm getting really angry about this, Mick. And I, I, listen, I've only had this story for a day. You're living with it, and it's, I, I can't even yeah. begin to imagine how frustrated you are. We, we tried to speak to the owners. We found all the, the, the phone numbers on the uh, on the notice board. The Partners of Newlands Park is what they call themselves. They've not responded to our messages. Uh, and Three Rivers District Council haven't responded to us yet. Yet. Uh- no, I mean, as I say, this, this problem of the basis has been ongoing since about April or May and stems from what we consider to be uh, serious water leakages on the site. The, the top end of the site um, has a tremendous amount of water and we think that that's caused uh, a lot of damage to the basis. Uh, one of the residents there is, is an elderly lady who, who had uh, new brickwork put onto the base. Now, this is all crumbled away. And when uh, our main came round, she was able to remove some of the bricks by by hand because they were so so loose. Now we do fear that there could be a collapse and someone could be seriously injured as a result of the uh, the basis crumbling. Now the act does say that the owners are responsible for. Um, the upkeep of the bases, and I'm just not carrying this out. Mick, listen, I've, I've got to end it there because we're out of time. Uh, keep listening because I, I think we're going to follow this story. This is incredible. I, the, the partners of Newlands Park who own um, the, the, this uh, the, the mobile home site in Hertfordshire, they're not bothering to get in touch with us. I can kind of understand why they wouldn't want to if, if they're as bad at their job as they seem to be. Three Rivers District Council, though. Come on, guys. The, the, Anne Main can speak up about it. Mick Deans can speak up about it. Why on earth won't you stand up 
and tell us what you're going to do to help these residents. If anyone from Three Dip Rivers District Council wants to call us today, 08459 455 555. We'll put you straight on air, don't worry. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. It's building up on the A1 southbound between the St. Neots Junction and the Black Cat Roundabout through the roadworks. And looking at the M1 towards London, it's very heavy between Junction 10 for the Luton Airport Spur Road and 9 for Redbourne. And it's also looking quite foggy on the cameras this morning. In Markgate, the A5 southbound is very slow between Lynch Hill and Luton Road. And having a look at the A1M on the speed sensors, it's very heavy between Junction 3 for St. Albans and Junction 2 for Wellham Green. And the N25 is queuing anti-clockwise between Junctions 17 for Maple Cross and 16 for the M40. In Beaconsfield, Amersham Road is building up southbound between Ledborough Lane and the A40 London Road. There's no reports of any problems at the moment, though, on the trains or the London Underground. Samantha Breath, BBC Three Counties Radio. Yeah, nice one, Samantha. Nice one. 7.17. It's Thursday the 6th of November. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Elderly residents living on a mobile home site in Hertfordshire say they are living in fear of their traveller landlords. A woman from Bedfordshire will have to repay more than £6,000 illegally claimed in benefits after being caught by information on her Facebook page. And the government is urging fuel companies to pass on cuts in the cost of crude oil to motorists. And do you know what? I've just noticed something that we're doing. I'll tell you what in a second. BBC Three Counties Radio. Every weekday morning, local opinions. Well, I think it's a very difficult uh, proposition. You really cannot allow your heart to rule your head. Local stories. I wanted to call my house Hardcore Mansions. They refused that on two separate occasions. I wasn't leaving the house through the fear as to what I would find when I came back. Local life. I bought a car within three months. It's rusty. They said that the deposit would be forthcoming. It wasn't. The JVS Show. Weekdays from 9 on BBC Three Counties Radio. I've noticed something that sits uncomfortably with me. Go, that, tell that me. We, we've said a lot on the show this morning, and it's only just dawned on me that I feel this is wrong. Right. That we're saying this. Maybe you can reassure me. Maybe I will point it out to you. This is the headlines. Let me read a sentence. Now I've said it, you'll know what's wrong. You'll know what, what I'm talking about. First line in the headlines. Elderly residents living on a mobile home site in Hertfordshire say they're in, uh, living in fear of their traveller landlords. Have you spotted it? Yeah. We're saying traveller. Yeah, but you know why? Why? Because that's the reason why they have trouble getting hold of them. Is it? Would we say, are travellers classed as a race now? You can be racist against travellers. So, let me well, put Roman it... Well, Romany's certainly a race. Let me put it into a context, then. Elderly residents living on a mobile home site in Hertfordshire say they're living in fear of their Polish landlords. No, because that doesn't imply a lifestyle. Do you see... I know what you mean. I, I, I see a very subtle difference. I see a very subtle difference. All right, let me try this. Lifestyle, you say. Elderly residents living on a mobile home site in Hertfordshire say they're living in fear of their Jewish landlords. No, but that doesn't affect where you are in the country, does it? Well, no, but, 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 but it's not saying traveller as in oh, they're, they're off backpacking. It's saying traveller as in gypsy, as in Romany, as in traveller. That's what it's saying, isn't it? I don't know. It's just struck me. Maybe I'm being too oversensitive, but it's, it seems to me the word traveller is... is being used in a derogatory way. Yeah, as opposed to a descriptive term. You wouldn't say black, you wouldn't say Polish, you wouldn't say Jewish, you wouldn't say Pakistani. 
I don't know. What do we say then? I don't know. They're landlords. Elderly residents and, and living on... And part of the big problem is that they can't get hold of them. But that's not what we... That, that part of the story hasn't been highlighted to me. It, we, we can't get hold of them, what, because they're not answering the phone or because they're off travelling? That part of the story hasn't been highlighted to me. Elderly residents living on a mobile home site in Hertfordshire say they're living in fear of their landlords. OK. I don't know. I don't know. No, you're probably right. You're probably right. If that feels better to me, uh, because we've not said in the story, and maybe that was the chair, we've not said in the story uh, th- they've not been able to get a hold of their landlords because they are travelling all the time. What we've said at the end of the story is, uh, we tried all the mobile phone numbers for the owners on the notice board and left messages, but so far no response. No, I don't know. Am I being oversensitive? I'll, I'll put it out to you. We're having a production meeting on air. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. I put it out to you, dear listener. What, what, what do you think? Is the word traveller irrelevant because it's hinting at something, isn't it? It, yeah, it is they're hinting less, that they're less accountable. Yeah, is what we're trying to what we're get across. I think. I don't know. What what are, you, what's, what are your genuine thoughts? Am I being an idiot? Now you've flagged it up. It does look wrong. I just kind of, uh, yeah, it feels wrong. Uh, can you help me with this? I'm speaking to you now, dear listener. I don't know. I don't know. 08459 four double five five double five. Here's the line again. Elderly residents living on a mobile home site in Hertfordshire say they are living in fear of their traveller landlords. Is the word traveller there uh, packed full of... Uh, um, uh, it, 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 it's leading us somewhere, isn't it, that mm. word traveller? I feel. OK, well, if we do change it... Do we change it to this? So we talk it to, intimidated by their landlords. Pensioners have been trying to get the traveller family to address a number of maintenance problems. Do we even mention that they're travellers? We don't need to, unless... That's part of the problem. Unless that's part, part of the problem. I don't think we need to mention the word traveller because it's a loaded word. Traveller is, um, you know, gypsy, Romany, traveller. They are loaded words. And when they are included shouldn't in be, stories... Though, should they? they? shouldn't be. But when they're included in stories, it's generally because we're winking... At, people are winking at the audience. Mm. Anna, you're a traveller. Yes. Thanks for calling. Uh, am I on to something here? Am I being silly? No, I, I don't know why they've had to stick that label on their gypsies. You know, if, if they're Asians or South Africans or, you know, whatever. Now, is, you're, you're a traveller. Yeah, I live in a house. I have been settled since I was a child. Now, are you... I'm, gonna, I'm probably going to storm in here with, with uh, me, me hobnail boots here, but the, the gypsy, Romany, tinker, traveller, what's the difference? Or do so, they all come under the umbrella of traveller? A traveller and a gypsy is the same. A tinker is an insult. Well, now, now we're going into... Because tinkers are Irish. Yeah, it's, it's an insult. See, English gypsies and Irish gypsies really don't get along. Very rarely we get I, along. And I, I know. So, so now you're being offensive towards the Irish, well, the Irish no, tinkers. No, because if they'd thrown up, they would say the same thing about us. No, 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 no. Ah, no, ah. But so, but, but so Irish tinkers class themselves as tinkers. But I don't think it's just Irish people that get called tinkers. We get called um, tinkers as well. So why... Isn't this fascinating? And it's a bit like a pikey. It just means you're slippery. It's an insult. But, but the tink... But there are people who call themselves tinkers. Is that right? I don't know anyone that would actually call themselves a tinker. It's a bit like saying, look at me, I'm a tramp. So they, there aren't Irish travellers that would class themselves as tinkers? No, I don't think so, no. OK, OK. Uh, and you're... So you're a... Uh, sorry, you're a British traveller? Yes. And you hate the Irish travellers? No, I don't, I, I don't hate anyone. You, you dislike them? 
No, I didn't say I didn't do... No, I said that we don't get along. Don't, why don't you get along with them? Um, because normally they're a bit loud and overbearing. You see my big fat gypsy wedding, they're a bit full in your face. This is how it is, and uh, I'll fight you for it. Do you know, I haven't seen it. But isn't it interesting? If I was to say... If, I, if someone was to phone up now and say British travellers, oh, they're horrible, they're always stealing stuff, they're very loud, they're very common, how would you react to that? Everybody's got their opinion. Oh, you wouldn't, Anna. If someone phoned up and said, you British travellers are horrible... They do, right, w- don't they, when Jonathan does... No, I know, I know. But if someone... But if, if one, someone... Man, one man said one day, don't ever give a gypsy a ride on a bus because they walk round with cans of petrol and they set fire to it. It's true, he said, it happened to me one day. And, and, and how did you... And how did that make you feel? I just thought, God bless him, he needs a be a psychiatric help. Well... But I th- no, I think um, I think that's wrong that they stuck gypsy on there. And no, Anna, 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 I have to come in. Because this, again, I knew this would happen. People are hearing things mm. that aren't being said. No one stuck gypsy in there. Traveller's gypsy. No, it's Traveling a diff- community. Traveller, yeah, no one said Captain gypsy. Captain just said it's a lifestyle choice. Well, I'm a gypsy and I don't live that lifestyle. Um, so you've, cho- I, you've, cho- I, I you've always, chosen I, not to have that lifestyle? Yeah, but I will always be a gypsy. But it's a bit like you. Um, if you married a gypsy and lived on a gypsy site for 50 years, you, I'm not being funny, you're never going to be a gypsy. I live in a house, I've been here for quite a long time, I am never going to be a gorger. Just because a dog is a Now, a, go- now a, a gorger, again, I've got, I've got to translate, a gorger is, um, is uh, I'm a gorger. Uh, yeah, you're just a non-traveller, it's not an insult. But, well, it, but, but it, can, it is used no, no, as an insult. No, language. But it is used as an insult, isn't it? No, because we have our own language. That's no, 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 but it doesn't matter whether you have your own language or not. But, but, go- but gorger is, is used as an insult, isn't it? No, it's not. Oh, because I've been told in the past that it can be used no, as an insult. No, it's not. We have our own language, and that's just the word that we use for non-gypsies um, or house dwellers, whatever you want to call it. It's like your house is a kenner, your car's a screen. You know, we've got our own language. It's a polo, actually. Stay, stay there, because Jamie's in Dunstable. Morning, Jamie. Morning. Uh, the, the, what, the line that we're talking about, isn't this interesting how this has opened up, is the line I've been reading in the headlines, OK? Elderly residents living on a mobile home site in Hertfordshire say they are living in fear of their traveller landlords. I've raised the question whether the word traveller is important or not. What do you say, Jamie? I think the word traveller isn't important. It's only relevant if you have already have a preconception, because your preconception fills in the missing blanks. If you don't have a preconception of what the word traveller means, it's fine. But every, everybody has a preconception of, of words. Everybody has, uh, attaches meaning to words, obviously, yeah. they're words. And the word traveller comes with baggage, doesn't it? Yeah, it depends what that baggage is. If you have fun association with travellers, you're going to associate with a good thing. If you have negative association, you'll have a negative association. Does that make sense? It <laughs> does make sense, but, uh, but, uh, but, but, but the, the most people, I would say, ha- judging from listening to phone-ins on this radio station and reading the press, most people have negative connotations with, with, with travellers. And also, in the context of people living in fear, it, it feels to me that the word traveller is compounding the, uh, the potential aggression and violence that's being hinted at in that sentence. But if, if people already have this preconception, then it's relevant because it's part of the story. What do you make of it, Justin? Uh, Jamie, Jamie what, 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 what preconception do you have of the word? Um, I, I my, my, my fear to travellers is they leave a mess behind. So that's my preconception is that there's, there's trouble follows them. So it's an association I have. But not uh, all travellers. You see, in our way life, we have something we call wood bugs, like you have vagrants and tramps. We have... We have wood bugs and they make mess. They do horrible things. They drink a lot. They're called wood bugs. 
I mean, I'm yet to see a, a set of travellers clean up behind themselves. Oh, really? <laughs> Yeah, seriously. Well, you obviously haven't seen many then because you can't just power them all with the same. But time. but listen, let's, I don't. I'm, 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 I'm just giving you my example. No, no, Jamie, Jamie, I, listen. I don't want to go down this well-trodden tr- route of, of you know travellers and gypsies and, and, and do we like them and do we want them nearest and stuff like that. It's it's specifically about the word in this sentence, Jamie. You said you've got a negative. The the, the story would. St- is the fact that they're travellers, Jamie, relevant to this story? Um. It, it, it is because it's, it depends on your conversation. Would it, would it be relevant? Okay, would it be relevant if uh, I said that the, the, they are living in fear of their black landlords? Because again, it depends on your connotation, doesn't it? Yeah, uh, it, it does. And so, would the word black would the word black be be pertinent in that sentence? No, because you're describing a kind of a person. Well, you're describing well, a race. All right, Jewish. The, they are living in fear of their Jewish landlords. Yeah, but there's no there's no negative connotations associated with that. There's so, so, neg- the, so the word so the word is adding extra negative impact. Yes, it is. Yeah. Okay, Jamie. Thank you. You're right, let's change it. Well, it says to me it's wrong. Yeah. The word is adding extra negative impact, then it says to me it's wrong. And just to address what Jamie was saying there, he says every time he hears about travellers, they've made a mess. Well, yeah. that's the only time you hear about yeah. people when they break the law, isn't it? Yeah. We can carry on talking. Uh, this is fascinating. I love it when it kind of goes off like this, and we are uh, uh, discussing, arguing in a friendly way about language. It's happened before with other news stories where an extra description's given, and you kind of wonder what that adds. For example, the killer of two prostitutes. Yeah. Killer of two women. Yeah. Again, the pro- you're right. Prostitutes adds, adds a negative. They've chosen that destructive, negative lifestyle. The, the, the other, the, the one that spring, springs to mind, and I can't think where it was. Shame on me. Um, the Pakistanis who were uh, the, uh, the Rotherham. Rotherham. Thank you. The Pakistanis who were grooming young girls, young white girls. It turns out there are actually loads of young Pakistani girls as well being groomed that, that we don't that, that haven't come out and spoken about it. Is the word Pakistani relevant? Probably is in that case, but I couldn't argue why. <laughs> it's weird, isn't it? Hey, listen, I'm happy to take, no, keep I'm taking calls about something. this. I'm yeah. glad you said something. I'm happy to keep, to keep taking calls about this. Uh, the, the elderly residents living on a mobile home site in Hertfordshire say they are living in fear of their traveller landlords. Is the word traveller irrelevant? Is it distracting us in that sentence? 08459 555. Let's get the travel. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. In Markgate, the A5 southbound is looking very slow between Lynch Hill and Luton Road. And taking a look at the M1 southbound, it's very slow between Junction 7 for Hemel Hempstead and 6A for the M25. It's also very foggy looking at the cameras, so take care there. In Hemel Hempstead, the A41 is building up between Two Waters Road and the M25, Junction 20 at Kings Langley. And taking a look now at the M25 anti-clockwise on the speed sensors, it's queuing between Junction 21A for St Albans and 20 for Kings Langley as well. And also clockwise, it's very heavy around Junction 20. 25 for Enfield through the roadworks that are in place there. And having a look at the trains, there's no reports of any problems at the moment. Smart Breath, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts, and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio.
With the headlines, I'm Simon Oxley. A Hertfordshire council has been condemned as spineless for failing to help Caravan Park residents. The MP for St Albans and Main criticised Three Rivers District Council whilst discussing the plight of those living on Newlands Park in Abbots Langley. A woman from Bedfordshire will have to repay more than £6,000 illegally claimed in benefits after being caught by information on her Facebook page. And several thousand pounds worth of vintage watches have been stolen during a ram raid in Hertfordshire. Police say thieves stole a, dre- a Jeep-style vehicle into the metal shutters of Andrew Charles Watch and Clockmakers in Little Wymondley in the early hours of yesterday morning. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Manchester City are facing a Champions League exit after losing 2-1 at home to CSKA Moscow. City ended with nine men after Yaya Torre and Fernandinho were sent off. His manager, Manuel Pellegrini. Well, of course, we must try to find what happened with this team in Champions League. I think that the mentality of the players, I think that all of them are important important players, so I don't understand why they cannot play in Champions League. But of course we must review a lot of things to understand why we play in so low performance. Chelsea drew one all the way to Maribor with Eden Hazard missing a late penalty. Tonight there are Europa League matches for Tottenham and Everton. In the Championship, Nottingham Forest are now without a win in ten matches. Former Luton striker Andre Gray was among the scorers as Brentford won 3-1 at the City Ground. And Milton Keynes-Dons under-18s are through to the second round of the FA Youth Cup after a 5-2 win at Cambridge. Stevenage hosts Needham Market tonight. Nigel Mansell says Lewis Hamilton deserves to win the Formula One World Championship but admits the decision to award double points in the final Grand Prix could mean he doesn't take the title. The Stevenage driver is 24 points clear of teammate Nico Rosberg with the teams in Brazil for this weekend's penultimate race. Mansell is predicting Hamilton can stay at the top for another 10 years. He's just absolutely getting better and better and his racecraft and winning the US Grand Prix was pivotal to get those extra points going into the last two races now with Nico. And Nico has been pushing really hard so Lewis has been doing the job all year as Nico has but, but Lewis has definitely got the upper hand. But I forecast in the next probably 5 to 10 years he'll be smashing records left, right and centre. BBC Three Counties News and Sports the next full bulletin is at 8. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. I think think we've stumbled onto something here, Catherine. And there will be people going, oh, bloody left-wing BBC bias. I I just think it's interesting that the... Let me just read this headline again. I've been reading all morning, and it only struck me as odd 20 minutes ago. And it doesn't detract from the story. You know, in fact, I think it adds to the story by taking the word out. Here's the headline. Elderly residents living on a mobile home site in Hertfordshire say they are living in fear of their traveller landlords. The word traveller, it comes with a connotation. And this is what I make up from it. Oh, you know, living travellers, of course there's going to be trouble. That's, that's the first thought that comes into my head. You take that word out, it's a much more powerful story, mm-hmm. I think. Elderly residents living on a mobile home site in Hertfordshire say they are living in fear of their landlords. Gosh. Now that... I think has more impact. Sure. I think that's a powerful thing. I'm, is travel irrelevant? I'm kicking myself for not having taken that out. Oh, no, the it's, it's, why it's it nobody's fault. Because I was thinking, when I thought about it, I, I made an assumption, which was they're difficult to get hold of because they're moving around. I mean, as we heard earlier on, that doesn't necessarily figure. And, this is, and, and by the way, uh, my excellent team here, this is not a criticism of anybody. No, no. This is nobody's fault at all. I think it's a conversation worth having out loud. And you mentioned another thing as well, that, that, that um, a man's been arrested for murdering two prostitutes. 
You never get a man has been arrested for murdering two women who worked at Asda. A man has been arrested for murdering two secretaries. Mm. Look at me picking gender-specific roles. But the, the word prostitute is loaded... With, with risk. ..with negative connotations. They've made that choice to live that dangerous lifestyle. It's kind of their fault. They knew the risks. Two women have been murdered. Traveller landlords. Polish builders. Mm. It's interesting, isn't it? I'm more than happy to talk about this. It's a complete tangent. It's one we weren't planning to do. 08459 455 555. Uh, th- th- we'll do the benefit fraud in a second. School uniforms, we want people to call in about that as we well. We do, yes. And about uh, this school in Bradford where they warned children that when they came back to school this time around, they would be clamping down on school uniform because kids were go- girls were going in with no socks and wearing these sort of ballet pump shoes and they didn't conform to um, the dress code. Uh, not just the girls, the boys were wearing trainers, leather trainers maybe, but trainers nonetheless. So the school sent kids home. They sent 250 kids home for flouting the rules over a two-day period. And I think that's insane and unfair. You're shaming the kids, you're humiliating the parents or the other way around. And they ignored think that's... the warning. They had the choice. Oh. They decided to flout it anyway. I, no, I'm on the side of the kids who can't afford that stuff and who maybe see the school uniform as a bit of a, of a relief because they won't stand out. They won't be so obvious that their parents can't but afford So the kids things. miss out on a day of education because they had the wrong shoes on. Why couldn't they say, you got the wrong shoes on, sort it out by Monday next week, otherwise you'll be, you'll be in detention? Why couldn't they do that? Why couldn't they, why do they have to miss a day of school? We wouldn't be talking about it now. Oh eight four five nine four five five four five. Thank you, Catherine. We'll get to some texts in a bit, and, and, and lots to talk about today. It's a cracking show, even if I do say so myself. Would you report somebody? It's all about language because I've been saying dob in. Would you report someone who you suspected was a benefit fraud? Well, a benefit cheat from Bedfordshire has been caught out by information she posted online. Central Bedfordshire Council took action against Jenna Priest from Shefford after she told them she was an unemployed single parent while posting on Facebook she was in a relationship with her landlord. Well, Steve Konsevich is a social media law expert from Berman's Solicitors. I would imagine, Steve, that more and more people are being caught out by this kind of thing. Uh, good morning, Ian. Well, you're entirely right. I mean, there's there's a fair amount of psychological research to show that actually social media may be turned as a bit more narcissistic and that people feel the need to post things in an information vacuum. But certainly there's an awful lot of cases, both in the civil and the criminal courts, where social media evidence is being used to, well, to punish people and to hold them accountable for um, actions that they advertise to the wider world. And that's what they're doing. They're advertising what they're doing to the wider world. I've done it. I, I, do you know, it's just dawned on me, Steve. I've done it. I've had a day off in inverted commas sick uh, and then I've tweeted I'm having a great time at wherever I am and as I've done it it's dawned on me I've just basically phoned up my boss and said I'm having a laugh in your face it's odd isn't it we we, we don't think well, it, well, a lot of people are trying to start thinking, and you'd think that with some of the higher-profile examples, people would take this a little bit more seriously. I mean, there's always a data protection issue when using information like this when you're taking it from the internet, but there's also exceptions to data protection when using it for the purpose of legal proceedings. And if you ever wanted a case study on this, look back to the riots a few years ago when there was a kid who stole um, a value bag of basmati rice from Tesco, I think it was from Tesco Express, and then uh, posted a picture of himself holding the bag online. Uh, you know, they actually tracked down the people who tried to organise the Manchester riots through Facebook and prosecuted mm. them in a riot. So it happens more often than people may think. Is th- th- there must be restrictions on what information th- the authorities can use that they've got from Facebook and Twitter. 
Well, there are, but if you look at a lot of the terms of use of Facebook, of Twitter, of any of the big social media platforms, the terms of use that you sign up to say, if we get a request from a law enforcement body or someone similar to that, then the chances are we'll hand that information over. And some research yesterday said that uh, Facebook, I think, has had 27% higher number of requests for, for data from the police over the course of the past uh, past 12 months. So that, there are the hoops case? you have to jump through. Is that the case? Because I thought, wasn't there, isn't there a, a kind of story going on at the moment, Steve, that the that, that, that Facebook and Twitter and a few of these other sites are being criticised because they don't want to help with, with anti-terrorism procedures? Well, that's right. Well, actually, Twitter and Facebook occasionally, yeah, but when we were talking back to the James Foley beheading um, not that long ago and the stuff that's going on with ISIS, there was a lot of talk about the fact that ISIS are using social media um, very skillfully, although obviously to, for a very terrible purpose, built to get their message out, and they jump from platform to platform, and so not every platform deals with these kind of requests and deals with this kind of material the same way, and there's always a new platform to get up to speed with. I, 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 I guess if people are stupid enough to be claiming benefits for being a single parent and then post on a public Facebook page, I, I'm in a relationship, I'm married, you know, or they're, they're claiming they are disabled and then they're posting videos of them kicking a football around, they kind of deserve what they get, don't they? Well, I mean, you've already said yourself today, um, language is a powerful thing, it's stupid is one thing, narcissistic is another. And, you know, we saw an example this week with Rio Ferdinand getting banned over his use of language in it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, he's, um, I think it was £25,000 fine and three-match ban because he used a sexual slur. You know, people do need to think before they before they tweet, do need to tweet before they post, because I suppose the, um, the cliche would be, you know, tweet in haste, repent in leisure. Is, is there a chance, though, Steve, with some of this that we're getting a little bit oversensed. I mean, there was the, the, the lad that got prosecuted for saying he was going to blow up an airport when he was, he was frustrated that the airport was delaying him or delaying his girlfriend. And, and, and you know, you, we do hear of people being chased because they've posted stuff that, all right, you know, is a little bit inappropriate, but, but really, are we wasting police time, I guess, is the question. Well, that's a really good point. I mean, what we've recently had is a couple of really interesting developments in that the Justice Secretary Chris Grayling has talked about increasing jail terms for internet trolls from six months to two years. Um, that's potentially very dangerous, and we actually have some Crown Prosecution Service guidelines which say it's usually not going to be in the public interest to, public, uh, to prosecute someone over something they do online or say online. Um, and and then you then need to show that there's a credible threat. You need to show that the person hasn't shown remorse. There's a number of, again, hurdles you have to jump over before these kind of prosecutions happen. But the problem that we have is a lot of this is quite old law being kitbashed into and uh, being kitbashed into shape for a new technological environment. And it doesn't take into account some of the subtleties of social media behaviour. Steve, it's fascinating talking to you. We'll get you on again if that's OK. Yeah, love to. Thank that's you. Great. Thank you very much. That's Steve Konsevich, who is a social media law expert from Berman Solicitor. Put uh, two stars by his name, Catherine. He was excellent. He was excellent because he knows his stuff and he explains it in a way that even an idiot like me can understand it. I, I, I do kind of, again, slight tangent, I do wonder if we're being a little bit oversensitive. There's this talk of Chloe's law. Chloe being Chloe, Chloe Madeley after, you know, people, apparently she was threatened with rape or something on Twitter. Why that's inappropriate and horrible. Palmy does think, are we being a little bit too sensitive, oversensitive with some of this stuff? Or do we need to grow up and realise that by going on social media, you're effectively giving people yeah. uh, your, your mobile number to text you. And so, you, so if they write something you don't like, you can block them. 
I liked him. He was great. We'll get him back. Justin. Great guest. He was good, wasn't he? Fantastic. Back to the original story. Mm. Uh, would the, There is a phone number you can call up to report people, friends, neighbours, uh, relatives, who you suspect uh, are, are fraudulently claiming benefits. Would you report someone? You've taken this to the streets. Yeah, I've been asking that very question. Um, some really, really interesting views coming up here. Some real honesty as well. Here's what people had to say. Eddie is freezing on the streets this morning. Very, very cold. Um, if you knew somebody was getting benefits illegally, would you dob them in? Yes, I would. I'd report them, yeah. Yeah, I would. Certainly, reason because I'm a taxpayer and I'm paying their, their money. See, from you, not a second thought, is there? No, no, no second thought at all. I mean, even if children were involved, yeah. would you not feel guilty for, for making that call? No. no, I wouldn't, no. No. No, if they're getting it illegally and they're, they're working on the side and things like that, I'd certainly report them. What if it was a close friend, though? Mm. If it was a close friend of yours, makes it slightly different, would you still grasp them up? Well, I'd have to. It's me, I'm... I'm working, I'm an honest person, and I don't think anyone should be doing that. Even if it was somebody you'd known for yeah, years and years? Yes, it'd make no difference. So you'd be willing to technically lose a friendship if they found out it was you because you think what they're doing is, yeah. is totally wrong? That's right, because I have to work. Why shouldn't they work? You know, in my opinion, I've got to work, so they should be working. I don't know, because sometimes I think when you get involved, it causes yourself more problems than really if you just turn a blind eye, but I'd like to think I would. Now, Graham, be honest with me. Do you know people that have been on benefits illegally? Yes. What were they claiming for? Yeah, just normal door money. So they were going to work, what, yeah. full-time? No, no, just part-time. Just cash in hand? Two, yeah, cash in hand. And they were still claiming dole money. Yeah. OK. Did you grasp them up? No. Can I ask why? Because they were my friends. <laughs> what if it was somebody you didn't like? No. You still wouldn't. Can I ask why you wouldn't do that? Because you're here this morning, you're up bright and early, you're going to work, you work really hard for a living, and these people are cheating the system. So why wouldn't you grasp them up? Because, because, see, everyone's got the love. Some of these guys have got three or four kids to support. So you would never, ever even consider grassing up anybody, even if you really didn't like them? I thought about that, aye. I thought about that, but... No, I wouldn't do it. We're talking about language today, Justin. I've got yeah. a brilliant tweet, by the way, I'm going to do after the weather. A brilliant tweet about language. <laughs> and it's interesting that you... And this isn't a criticism. It's just mm. I'm, I'm kind of hypersensitive to it now. Yeah. You went for the, would you grass someone up? And that does mm. have a negative connotation, doesn't it? It does. But I think, you know, if you're going to go out onto the streets and ask questions, I think if, if you said, would you dob somebody in? If you're going to grass somebody up straight away, I think you're, you're getting to the point a lot quicker. Yeah. Now, it, it may be wrong to say that it may sound wrong but i think you are getting straight to the point people straight away will have an opinion one way or the other uh, justin do you fancy taking this school uniform one to the streets for us for later yeah absolutely you just find that 251 kids sent home over two days for wearing the wrong school uniform i'm I, i'm kind of on the side of the kids i think it's a little well, bit unfair when i was at school i i think i had nick's trainers as well i wanted the latest trendy trainers my mum got me nick's trainers for secondary school people took the mickey out of me and i have to say looking back on my experience it made me a stronger person i don't see what the issue is here justin listen we'll speak to you later on so i've got a cracking tweet as well. We're talking about the word, the use of the word traveller in that news story. Well, someone has picked up on something else. Someone is a genius. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
The A1 southbound is queuing between the St. Neots Junction and the Black Cat Roundabout now through the roadworks area there. Having a look at the speed sensors on the A1M southbound, it's very heavy between Junction 3 for St. Albans and 2 for Wellham Green. On the M25 anti-clockwise, it's queuing between Junction 21A for St. Albans and Junction 19 for Watford. And in Hemel Hempstead, the A41 southbound's building up between Two Waters Road and the M25 at Kings Langley as well. Very busy on that stretch of the M25. In Denham, the A40 Western Avenue's queuing eastbound between the Denham roundabout and Gypsy Corner and also the M40 towards London is very heavy around Junction 4 for the High Wycombe Handycross roundabout. On the trains, Abellio Greater Anglia services have 10-minute delays between Bishop Stortford and Tottenham Hale. That's because of a points failure at Harlow Town. Samantha Breath, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Samantha. 7.47, these are your headlines on Thursday the 6th of November. A Hertfordshire council has been condemned as spineless for failing to help Caravan Park residents. A woman from Bedfordshire will have to repay more than £6,000 illegally claimed in benefits after being caught by information on her Facebook page. And the government is urging fuel companies to pass on cuts in the cost of crude oil to motorists. Yeah, good luck with that. Let's get the weather. Here's Georgina. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Hello there, a chilly start to the day. Some mist around as well, so any sunshine is likely to be a little hazy this morning. And we've got cloud increasing from the west. Also a breeze picking up. So it's going to be feeling quite raw with temperatures reaching about 12 degrees Celsius. And tonight, uh, patchy rain pushes in from the west. It's going to be fairly light for the most part, but there will be some heavier spells with lows of 8 degrees, so much milder than last night. And hopefully uh, uh, no scraping of windscreens tomorrow morning. But a windy day, a wet start to the day as well. Still some of that rain around and drier spells later, but also some showers will be left behind. And some of those could have some hail and thunder mixed in with highs of 13 degrees Celsius. Now, Saturday starts off pretty well, but uh, we've got a spell of rain later on coming in from the southwest. And then on Sunday, it looks like a day of sunshine, just a few showers around. That's your latest forecast. World War One at home. On the BBC. The thing that made these particularly extraordinary was when we discovered just how old Albert was. He was 16. Revealing untold stories. Sunday, 4th of June. Found the ward full of patients, so we took 29 last night. All Canadians. Discovering local memories. The boys from Haydenwood College had 589 died, which... You know, was a lot, but most public schools actually have a very similar casualty rate. World War One at home. The national propaganda was that a Zeppelin raid occurred. It turned out to be very much more tragic than that. World War One at home. Every morning this week from 8.15 on BBC Three Counties Radio. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. So... And, and we've changed it now. We've changed it. This is the line in the, the, the headlines that, w- that I was reading earlier on, and we've changed it now. But elderly residents living on a mobile home site in Hertfordshire say they are living in fear of their traveller landlords. And the word traveller struck me as, um, well, as being irrelevant and also uh, no, irrelevant. Oh, I don't know. Having negative connotations. We have negative connotations. When we hear about travellers in the news, it's always a negative story. Would you say the same if it was Pakistanis, Polish, blacks, Jews? You, you wouldn't. You wouldn't. So we've kind of shifted that word. And then someone sent me a brilliant tweet. Joe, and I think his tongue's in his cheek, but if the word traveller is irrelevant, surely the age of the victim and the location of the story is too. It's just detail. Well, no, the location's important. Yeah. 
He goes on to say, the word, elder, the word elderly implies that these residents are vulnerable and naive, an unfair assumption due to my subconscious stereotypes. Right. Well... Go. If we go back to <laughs> go. if we go back to when we started this story, that was what the um, representative of the residents' association was saying that many of the people on this site are elderly and they're not up to having uh, stand-up rows with people about getting their plumbing sorted out. Um, it's good, isn't it? It's good. I love it. There's no right answer. There's no right but or wrong also, answer. But also, we're attributing that these talk about the traveller landlords to the elderly people. There, if you read it carefully, they say that their traveller landlords are, they're living in fear. Is the, We're not saying that that's happening. Is the implication that the use of the word traveller is somehow um, giving, uh, what's this district council, Three Rivers District Council, a get-out clause? The implication being Three Rivers District Council are, chase them. are nervous about dealing with travellers. In the same way that in Rotherham, uh, the, the uh, council and the relevant authorities were nervous about dealing with Pakistanis. they thought they'd be seen as racist. They thought they'd be seen but as racist. Is that what it is? But that, again, is an assumption, because we haven't managed to get hold of Three Rivers. I would, uh, three Rivers District... Um, we're we're going to chase them on this. We won't let this story go. We, 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 I, I really want Three Rivers District Council to come on and talk to we're us at talk, some point. We're going to talk to Anne Main, the Good. MP for um, St Albans, on this one, and maybe she can help us out with this yeah. question. Uh, Anthony's in Bletchley on this. Morning, Anthony. Morning. I'm aware that we're, we're in danger of slightly disappearing up our own backsides, but I'm having fun this morning dissecting this. So let's continue. What have you got for us? Uh, it was the, uh, uh, kind of a similar example of what you were saying before with putting a word in and how that makes you read a story. So the, the kid, I believe that was up in with Bradford, where they've been sent home from school. Was that right? This is in Bradford, yeah, where the, where the 251 kids have been sent home over two days because of inappropriate but, school uniform. So... The fact that it's in Bradford, does that change the story? If you said that was in the London borough of Hammersmith and Fulham, does that make you read it differently as well? What connotations do you have about Bradford? Um... I've got to, be, got to be careful. I'm on my way to Leeds now. Well, because um, uh, I, I, I'll tell you my connotations of Bradford, OK? This is what this is. my knee-jerk reaction. Maybe completely nonsense. This is what pops into my head. High Asian community, um, not a lot of money, um, cold... Those are the three things yeah. that, that, that instantly pop into my mind. Rightly or wrongly, I don't know. I don't know anything about Bradford. Those are the three things that pop into my mind. But maybe it's, it's, a, it's a fair assumption because this is, a, an, a, this is an area where people don't have very much in some cases. And so the fact that there are some kids walking around in very, very fashionable clothes and others can't afford it, maybe that's the reason why they've come down so heavy on the school uniform. But again, it's, it's our assumption, isn't it? What do you make of it, Anthony? Are you making are you making uh, assumptions or are you just raising the the, the point? Uh, kind of raising the point, but at the same time, I remember when I was at school, I, I always felt I, I didn't have the, the newest trainers. I went in in the school uniform, and that's what it was there for. That was the rule. Yeah, and it it would always frustrate you when there's somebody coming in that was breaking that rule. Oh rule. yeah. If you don't learn rules at school age then you break them at later age as well, surely. You just yeah. reminded me of something. Or, or I've raised another point now. Hello, you're, I'm, I'm loving this. I'm loving it. We're totally dissecting the you show. You reminded me of something as well. I was a pretty good kid, actually, and I was always being told off of my skirt too short. But there were kids at the back of the class who were a little bit more mouthy who yeah. were wearing dungarees to school. Really? Yeah, they never got pulled up. And to, what, the dungarees never the got dungaree. pulled up? <laughs> uh, Anthony, thank you. <laughs> I'm loving this today. I'm really enjoying it because we are, we are completely dissecting. We, we, we will disappear in a puff of dust up our own backsides. But 
Um, Kelly, you're typing something on the screen. You can tell me what uh, Kelly. You can tell me what you're you're, you're typing. If you, want. you can pass on the message. This is about Three Rivers District Council, the the, 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 the district council that uh, are responsible for this this um, mobile home site. You, Tony Fisher was the reporter. Yes, he contacted Three Rivers four times yesterday. He said the last two times was in direct response to Anne Main calling them spineless. They said they'd send a statement twice, and they still haven't. Hey, do you know what that implies? They're spineless. I mean, it, it kind of... Thank you, Tony. It kind of... Um, it backs up our mains. If, if they won't even send a statement... And boy, oh boy, I hate it when councils send statements. That, that implies cowardice to me. But if they won't even send a statement, let alone come on the air to talk about it, then do you know what? Our main sounds even, even more right. What we could do if we were allowed to give media training is untrain all this fear and get them to come on and give us a human response, which is, we're looking into it. Tell us why you can't do anything about it. Tell us what's holding you back. Three Rivers District Council, we will accept a statement, but I'd be, I'd be really disappointed. I know you saw them. I'd be really upset with a, with a statement, because come on and discuss it. Well, I, hey, here's an idea. Why don't you come on and speak to the fella from the, the Residents Association? I'll shut up. I won't say anything. Because I know some councillors don't like coming on talking to me, because they think I'm gobby and I talk over them. Not true. I just ask the questions that people want asked. People's champion, isn't it? But if you want to come on and speak to the, 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 the head of the Residents Association, let him put his points forward. I'll shut up. Catherine can chair it. There we go. I won't say anything. There's a, I'll be quiet for 15 minutes while you, you talk and explain to the residents what it is you intend to do or why you're intending to do nothing. Do I get more pay for that 15 minutes? I'll buy you a cup of coffee. Oh. How, how's that? The usual. Um, Janet says, uh, miss a day of school for the wrong shoes. That's fine. Miss a day of school for Granny's funeral. You get a fine. The world has gone mad. Ooh, I like what you've done. It's, it's, oh, wait, four five nine four double five five double five. We're asking as well, would you uh, report someone for dodging... <coughs> uh, well, for, you're right, Simon? Oh, yes, yes, good, yes, good, yes. good clearing of the throat, because we're coming to you now. Sorry, I opened your fader a bit early. Sorry. The benefit story, what would you like to say? Morning, Ian. Morning. Have you got a, have you got a pen handy? Um, no, no, but I can pretend. OK, yes. I'd like to do my civic duty go and on. report a benefits cheap. Oh, blimey, go on. Right, her name's Elizabeth Windsor, although I believe that's not her real name. Her real, she's actually a German immigrant. Her name's Sax Coburg. Her husband's Greek. Um, now, I've got pretty strong evidence that she lives in a huge palace, attends banquets, got a gold carriage, even a private army. Um, I also believe her extended family are on the scam as well. Um, you know, it's 25 years in two days' time since the Berlin Wall came down. And yet here we are living in a society where people are being encouraged to behave just as they did in East Germany under the Stasi, where everyone is spying on each other and snitching on each other, etc., etc., while the people at the very top of the pile sit back and laugh their socks off at us. I'm glad you cleared your throat, Simon. You've left me speechless. That, that, that's a marvellous piece of work you've just delivered there. Thank you. Have a nice day. Thank you very much indeed. Everyone is on top form this morning, aren't they? They're, putting, they're making us work harder, which I like. That was a great call, Simon. Thank you very much. I hope you didn't think I was being sarcastic there. I, genuinely, I thought that was brilliant. I thought that was brilliant. Makes we, you think, doesn't it? Aren't we get? We need to up our game even more. I need, to, I need to be off sick and you need to be throwing up more. more. Can we make that happen? <laughs> yeah. Oh, wait, four, thank you, Simon. Oh, wait, four, five, nine, four, double, five, five, double, five. What a lot of things we're talking about. And it all kind of boils down to language and the words that we use and the baggage that comes with those words. So, quick recap. The word traveller, should we be using it in, in stories? Is it relevant? 
Um, kids being sent home from school for not wearing the correct uniform. And would you dob in? Would you grasp? Would you report to the authorities somebody who is claiming benefits fraudulently? Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The A1M southbound is heavy at Junction 3 for St Albans and Junction 2 for Wellham Green. And look at speed sensors in Hemel Hempstead. The A41 southbound is queuing between Two Waters Road at the Hemel Hempstead turn-off and the M25 Junction 20 for Kings Langley. Having a look at the M25, anti-clockwise is queuing between Junction 21A for St Albans and Junction 19 for Watford. And on the Barnet Bypass, the A1 at Barnet Way is queuing southbound between the Stirling Corner and the Mill Hill Circus. In Denham, the A40 Western Avenue's queuing eastbound between the Denham Roundabout and Gypsy Corner that's because of a breakdown nearby at RAF North Holt and on the trains Abellio Greater Anglia services have 10 minute delays between Bishop Stortford and Tottenham Hale and also London Midland have possible delays between Milton Keynes Central and London Euston because of a line side problem Samantha Ruff, BBC Three Counties Radio Thank you Samantha Hey you guys have been on top form for the first two hours of the show Do we carry this on or do we let it all fall in the last hour? I don't know. We'll find out after the news with Simon. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's eight o'clock. The headlines. MP accuses Hertfordshire Council over mobile home residents. Bedfordshire benefits cheat caught by Facebook posting and ram raid at village jewellers. BBC Three Counties Radio. A Hertfordshire Council has been condemned as spineless for failing to help caravan park residents. The MP for St Albans and Maine criticised Three Rivers District Council whilst discussing the plight of those living on Newlands Park in Abbots Langley. She claimed residents had been intimidated by the park's owners, the Golby family. My council doesn't seem to wish to invoke health and safety and yet we have elderly people on caravans that when you stand in front of them you can see are on a lean. What does it take? Does it take one of them to blow over, collapse or someone to be killed for somebody gets the backbone to use the powers given to them but not the duties and obligations? A woman from Bedfordshire will have to repay more than £6,000 illegally claimed in benefits after being caught by information on her own Facebook page. 29-year-old Jenna Priest from Shefford applied for income support and housing benefit on the basis she was a single unemployed parent but information on the social media site revealed she was in a relationship with her landlord. Councillor Morris Jones from Central Bedfordshire Council says people have been caught online before. Surprising. Um, we had a case not long ago where a fellow who was claiming uh, that he was disabled was actually filmed. It was again on social media. He was in a football match. Several thousands of pounds worth of vintage watches have been stolen during a ram raid in Hertfordshire. Police say thieves drove a Jeep-style vehicle into the metal shutters of Andrew Charles' watch and clockmakers in Little Wymondley in the early hours of yesterday morning. The government is urging fuel companies to pass on cuts in the cost of crude oil to motorists and households burning oil for heating. The Chief Secretary to the Treasury, Danny Alexander, says people would be right to feel angry if the price didn't come down. He's writing to the wholesalers to make that point. No VAT will be charged when the ceramic poppies used to create a First World War memorial in the moat of the Tower of London are sold off in aid of charity. The more than 800,000 poppies will raise funds
funds for groups that help sick and wounded veterans. More from Daniela Ralph. The field of ceramic poppies has drawn millions of visitors to the Tower of London. Each poppy represents a British soldier killed during World War I. All of them have now been sold with proceeds going to charity. With VAT being waived, an additional £1.1 million will now be split between six military charities. The government will use money raised from banking fines over recent years to cover the cost of VAT. Firefighters have tackled a blaze in a derelict building in St Albans overnight. They were called to Oakland's Lane just before midnight. In sport, Manchester City are facing a Champions League exit after losing 2-1 at home to CSKA Moscow. City also had two players sent off. Chelsea drew one all away to Maribor with Edin Hazard missing a late penalty. The weather, a frosty start with mist and fog. Some sunshine this morning but then clouding over with rain arriving by this evening, a maximum temperature 11 degrees Celsius. And you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. BBC Three Counties Radio's big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. There's a lovely community spirit up here, actually. All this week, we're exploring Hemel Hempstead. You've got lovely areas surrounding Hemel. You know, you've got the moors and Gaybridge Park. Telling everyone about where you live. Plenty to do and see. If you're interested, there's a lot of history if you dig round it. The big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. BBC Three Counties Radio. Seaside, play little boy. There's so much to destroy. What else is better to do? Won't you tell us why do you do it? Nothing better to do. Why do you act this way? Nothing better to do. Why, 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 why have you nothing better to do? That's Bill Oddie. Yeah, that's Bill Oddie. Didn't they ban that? Yeah, they banned that. We're playing with the BBC, and I'm playing banned records on the BBC. The same day as an awards ceremony. In your face, awards! Unless, of course, we win, in which case, thanks, everybody. Thanks, everyone on the team. Thanks, my mum. Ah, we won. Anyway, anyway, anyway. Busy show this morning. Residents are in fear of their landlords and the district council has been called spineless. Well, they've certainly not come on the show or even sent us a statement. So, 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 I guess maybe they are spineless. We're talking about language. Is the word traveller relevant to a story? Dobbing people in, grassing people up. Actually, it's reporting thieves to the authorities. Would you do it? And what's the school uniform story, Kath? 250 children sent home from a school in Bradford for breaching school uniform ro- rules. Are they banged to rights or should they just let it lie? You're on the side of the, the teachers school, on yeah, this. Yeah, I think it's brilliant. But think about 15-year-old Kath. She would be on the side of the kids, wouldn't yeah, she? Yeah, she was wrong. She was an idiot. Oh, for goodness sakes. Wow. Come on, we all know that. <laughs> if you want to take part in the show, I've got, to, I've got to warn you, we've had some cracking calls this morning. Very good calls. If you think you're up to scratch, 08459 455 555. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. 
Do you want to do Texas now yeah, or later? Then. This is an interesting one from Angie in Welling Garden City. Hi, Ian. I do think that using the term traveller is done to put an extra negative spin on an already dreadful story by playing to our racist views about this community. If we're going to be careful with words, I don't think it was done on purpose at all, and I think that's the, that's the point. And, and that's the... If there is a problem, that's the problem, that's the that problem. it wasn't done deliberately. Of course it wasn't done deliberately. But it happens all the time. Yeah. Um, the uh, the travellers are classed as a, an ethnic minority group under legislation. Their ethnicity has no bearing on their legal obligations as landlords. However, given that it is a mobile home park, do we know how many of those residents are travellers themselves? No, we don't. And does it matter? No, actually? it doesn't. No. I think that's what we're coming to, isn't it? That it doesn't. Um, Give Phil us one dis- more, go on. Phil disagrees. He says, my preconception of the word traveller comes from growing up in a town in the East Midlands where the settled traveller community rode roughshod over everyone else, including the police. Threatening behaviour, theft, organised fights, bringing part of the town to a standstill are things that happened rather than just a racist opinion. Thing is, though, you didn't hear from all the settled travellers who weren't causing trouble. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting. I'm finding it fascinating. 0845, thank you, Catherine. 08459 555 555. And it all stems back, this is not in any way to detract from what is a flipping horrible story. A lot of people are um, suffering. Pensioners living on a mobile home site in Hertfordshire say they are living in fear of their landlords. There are a number of maintenance problems with plumbing and bases of, bases of the static caravans on Newlands Park in Abbots Langley. But according to residents, all attempts to get them fixed are met with aggression and intimidation. They don't understand why Three Rivers District Council won't step in. Here's what they told our reporter, Tony Fisher. What we really want, there's a lot of elderly people up here, and what we really want is the council to actually come in, survey the site, get the partners to do the work so that these people can live in their twilight years with peace and quiet without any intimidation because every time they ask for something to be done, they're ignored or intimidated intimidated by being told to and f off <laughs> basically and we've so ne- they're living in fear in yes are, basically yes. yeah yeah well i'm joined now by conservative mp for st albans Anne main good morning Anne. good morning we played a, a clip of uh, you in parliament earlier on and uh, it, i gotta say it's so refreshing to hear someone an mp who is passionate who is angry who is sticking up for the residents um, th- this is a terrible situation, isn't it, for these poor people? It is, and I think what makes it worse is that the 2013 Act was passed to try and stamp out some of these practices, but it relies on councils having the willing will or the backbone, if that's the right way of putting it, to use it. Otherwise, a landlord, any landlord who runs a park home site, can act in any way he chooses if, the, if the, they won't take any action. It is discretionary, and Three Rivers District Council, well, they, they haven't done anything, have they? As far as I'm aware, they went to look at the site in April, the problems were pointed out, and, and, and that's all they've done. Have, have, have they said anything more to you? Well, they've been speaking to my staff who've been working on this with them, and the litany uh, of complaints is always met, apparently, with uh, the family are dealing with it, the partners are dealing with it, well, they're obviously not, and also, we don't have the resources to do anything to tackle it ourselves. In fact, I've seen a response to a letter when there was complaints about intimidation and harassment, where the legal department said there wasn't an obligation on the council to act, so they advised that the, uh, the, the residents take their own actions through the courts, but they can't afford to do that. So the council does not seem to be supporting the residents, it seems to be just backing off, and that's why I described it as spineless. And I find a council that is prepared to pay its chief executive for four days a week, nearly £137,500, and overrun by four million on a sports centre, could try and find the resources if it put its mind to it. 
you're furious, aren't you? I am furious because I've met these people. And if you go around, and I've crawled around on my hands and knees, and you've seen some of the caravans, uh, well, they're park home vans. You know, these are big things, like a bungalow on yeah. legs, really. And when you look underneath the skirt, as it's called, these are just metal struts keeping these vans on equilibrium. And they're having to have bits of brick and bits of wood to keep them on a level because the bases are breaking up big cracks across them. And I would hate to think that if there was a really bad set of weather, that these vans would topple over. And Torbay Council took action. So Three Rivers, led by the Lib Dems, get one of them on there and explain why they think it's fine to not take action on behalf of a group of elderly residents whose caravans are becoming unstable. And I would love to be able to say, well, now we have the leader of Three Rivers District Council, but our reporter, Tony Fisher, called them four times yesterday. Uh, We were told twice they they wouldn't come on, but they would give us a statement. We've got nothing. They've given us nothing, which I, which I think is disgusting. Well, when, well, it is disgusting, and, and I get the same response to the residents. I hope they'll remember that in the ballot box when they're sending around councillor candidates. But, you know, the main thing is, is that I said to them, look, residents say they can't get hold of these partners. You tell them to deal with the partners direct. They can't get hold of them, or if they get hold of them, the phone slammed down on them. So they did some test um, communications. A month later, have they had the results back? No. So they sent a letter to the partners, not had a result after a month, and yet they think communication's okay. Uh, when I asked them about the latest electrical certificate, it's been over a year and they haven't seen one. I spoke to Mr. Golby, who's the chief partner on the site. Yesterday he said, oh, they have, they've had one sent. Well, I spoke to Mr. Earl, the council officer, he said they haven't received one. Well, why aren't they chasing this up? This is a condition of their licence. If the council does not take action, any landlord, whoever they are, can act with impunity, and it is not good enough. That's what people pay their taxes for. They want to be stood up for when they need to, and the council isn't doing it. And is, I mean, you, you've kind of taken this to the top. Is there anything more you can do? It must be very frustrating for you. Well, this is a bit of a lame, name and shame game now, although I have written to the minister um, to see if there's any more that can be done, and I gather the legislation that was brought in in 2013 is being tested and examined, and I think this is a case where it's, it's obvious that with out the, the, the council's willingness to act on the legislation, they might as well not bother to put it in place. So, I mean, sadly, we're in a position now of trying to get the council to face up to its moral obligations, I believe, to a group of vulnerable residents. And, you know, as I said, they're, they're spending plenty of money on other things. This is basically threatening that the licensee must... Um, be prosecuted if he doesn't come up with what he's supposed to do, which is repair those bases. And, and the other thing is, is they can get the costs back against the Golby family. It's not as if their council will be out of pocket. It, councils recognise there are failings and have asked the family to do something about it. The family aren't doing it. Well, then go after them. The other thing is, there's asbestos on the same land. The council have been told about that. Nothing's been done to make them clear up a broken up set of asbestos panels. Why not? A farmer would have to. I, I don't understand why the council is running scared of this. I'm told it's resources. I'm told it's lack of money. And yet, as I said just now, they've just voted in an extra increase to their four-day-a-week chief exec because they think they should get um, you know, the best in place. Well, he's, got, he's been there since 2003, and he's um, you know, probably doing a fabulous job, as according to some people, but he's not doing a fabulous job for the people of Newlands Park. And one, one final thing before we go, and boy, oh boy, I would hate to be on the receiving end of a, of a tongue lashing from you, blimey. Um, you, you, and these residents are certainly lucky to have you on side. Is it relevant? We, we, in the headlines, I've been saying that these are traveller landlords. Is the word traveller relevant in this, or is it kind of, is it throwing us off the scent slightly? 
excuse me, the relevance that I, I just po- point out at the end of the debate is that Hearts County Council has a gypsy traveller liaison officer, and the point of the gypsy traveller liaison officer is to ensure that the traveller sites, and indeed one in St Albans had several million on it spent bringing it up to standard, the traveller sites are of a standard that's acceptable, the traveller's rights are upheld, and travellers have a, a conduit for their complaints if things are not done properly. And yet, when the, foot, uh, the boots on the other foot, a traveller is running a site, it appears that those people on that site don't have any particular um, person that's standing up for them in the council. And that's the point I was making. We shouldn't have one set of rules for one group of people and one set of rules for another. Do you think this is part of the reason that Three Rivers District Council are, are, are reluctant to do anything? Because they are travellers. In the same way, in that horrible uh, the child abuse scandal we've heard about, people were supposedly reluctant to do anything because they were Pakistanis and they were seen as, would be seen as being racist. Do you think that, that that's part of the problem here? I think you'll have to ask Three Rivers Council. I do know that they're treating one group of people very elderly. I mean, one lady was 93. I mean, why is it acceptable for big, burly people to force their way into your caravan and give you a tongue lashing because you've had the temerity to complain about things that are bothering you on the site, whether it's pruned trees or broken bases or flooding? Why is that acceptable? Who's speaking up for these people? I am, and I just want the council to have a bit of equilibrium in their policies. Yes, have people speaking up for for traveller families on sites, and yes, have other people speaking up on other sites. A site is a site is a site. It's someone's home, and people should have equal rights to have those sites maintained properly. And nice to talk to you. Thanks for your time. Thank you. Thank you very much indeed. Conservative MP for St Albans and Maine. I would, you know what, I'm so refreshed by her attitude because she came on and she is peed off. She is peed off. And she didn't couch it no. in political words. There was none of that. She, she's been on the, the media training course and ignored everything she was taught. Thank you, Anne. That was brilliant. Three Rivers District Council, it's over to you. We can't do any more with it. Don't send us a statement. Don't send us a Weasley statement at five o'clock on a Friday afternoon, which is what I suspect you're going to do, because we won't let this go. We need to put call in, I think, we sneak it putting calls in. And I know Tony's been doing it. Tony, I'm sorry, mate, you're going to have to get their number on uh, redial, I think. Just saying there, we're not completely, you know, we're not saying that uh, Anne Main for, for president or anything like that. All we're no. saying is that she came on and spoke her mind and we could do with a little bit more of that. MPs and councillors who are passionate about uh, looking after their residents' problems. 08459 455 555. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. In Denham, the A40 Western Avenue is queuing eastbound between the Denham Roundabout and Gypsy Corner. In Beaconsfield, the station road is looking very slow on the cameras around Maxwell Road. And in Marlow, the A404 northbound is very slow, but just before Junction 4 for the High Wycombe Handy Cross Roundabout. In Bedford, it's looking busy on Bromham Road between the Branston Way and Shakespeare Road. And having a look on the trains, there are some safety checks going on at Watford Junction, so it means that there's possible delays on London Midland trains between Milton Keynes Central and London New and also on southern trains between Milton Keynes Central and Shepherd's Bush and that's also affecting Virgin trains as well. On Abellio Greater Anglia services there's possible 10 minute delays between Tottenham Hale and Bishop Stortford because of a points failure at Harlow Town. Samantha Breath, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much. 
It's 8.17. It's Thursday the 6th of November. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. A Hertfordshire council has been condemned as spineless for failing to help caravan park residents who it's claimed are being intimidated by their landlords. A woman from Bedfordshire will have to repay more than £6,000 illegally claimed in benefits after being caught by information on her Facebook page. And let's cut this short because I need to speak to Jonathan Vernon-Smith. BBC Three Counties Radio. What's your beef? <laughs> and I will tell you why. Because just before I'm expecting an insult, just before. By the way, I haven't got the audio for World War One. Just before I, I did the headlines, as, as yeah. Samantha was doing the travel, Jonathan came and said, "Ian, I've got to ask." And you had a look on your face that made me think, "Oh God, what have I done now?" Uh, as he found out what I'd been saying about him on an anonymous Twitter. Anyway, that's irrelevant. <laughs> what aftershave are you wearing? I said Prada. He said, "Well, I'll, I'll talk to you after this." Well, What's your I, beef? You well, smell a stink. No, 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 no. You smell really nice. Oh. It's a lovely smell. But well, I don't know quite how to put this. But when I walked in here, yeah, the other day, yeah. I I took my puppy for her first bath. Mm. <laughs> I took her for her first bath, and when I finished, the lady said. Would you like a little cologne for her? Oh, yeah, cool. So I said, oh, yes, please. So she gave her a little spritz. Yes. And when I walked in here, you smell like my dog. <laughs> oh, it's a very nice smell, but you smell like my dog. <laughs> but I'm wondering if this if this uh, local groovy parlour, did they actually give my dog a spritz with Prada? <laughs> And this, this, this amuses you, does it? It does. I smell like your dog. Oh, will you be Six... wearing this at the awards? Well, I have to. I've just, I've just bought a new bottle of it. 60 quid. Oh. Just bought a new bottle of it. You should pop down Woodside. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. If, if you don't win tonight, which I'm hoping you don't now, I will, I will sit on your lap and you can stroke me. How about that? Yeah, it reminds you of home. Oh, gosh. Can I, can I ask a favour? Mm. Can I come into your show and um, and pick on you? <laughs> yes. Is that all right? Of course you can, <laughs> That's yeah. OK. Sorry, uh, but you do smell uh, very nice. Catherine? Yes? You're not going to say anything to the bad man? <laughs> it smells like my dog. I mean, if anyone's going to have a fragrant pooch, it would be Jonathan. <laughs> yes. He also talks his cat. I do talk my cat. <laughs> Why? Because it makes him all nice and fluffy and he smells like a little baby. Well, best of luck at the awards tonight, Jonathan. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no, come on. On this morning's big What's on your show this morning? I'll, uh... I'll be asking, would you bother to report a benefits cheat? I've been very interested in this discussion you've been having this morning about the woman from Bedford who claimed she was an unemployed single parent, but she's been branded a benefits cheat after revealing on Facebook that actually she's in a relationship with her landlord. 29-year-old Jenna Priest from Shefford has told Central Bedfordshire Council, or had told Central Bedfordshire Council, that she needed income support and housing benefit to survive, but now she'll have to repay more than £6,000 that she had illegally claimed. Or well, from nine this morning, I'm interested to explore this further. Would you bother to report a benefits sheet? I remember years ago I spoke mm. to someone, and he phoned up and he said, I reported a benefits cheat, and absolutely nothing happened whatsoever. I thought that they were going to take away yeah. their benefits, but actually nothing changed. I think they're hotter on it now, aren't they? Well, I don't know. Oh. Are they? 
Are they? Do, if, so. if you report someone, does anything actually happen? I, so, I, saying that, I don't. I have literally no idea. I'm saying I think so because that's kind of the message the government get out. But are they just getting that message out well, to I, stop you cheating? I remember years ago. Fear. You know Peter Lilly, one of our local MPs, yeah, oh yes. MP for Hitchin and Harbour. No, I know a rhyme about him. He was. Uh, he was at one point. I think under John Major's uh, prime ministership. He was the uh, Social Security Secretary. I think that was his... The SSS. Yes. So he was in charge of benefits. Yeah. And I remember very famously Peter Lilly saying, right, we're going to now launch a new hotline for you to report benefit cheats and we're going to get... Well, so this hotline's been going for all these years and yet still people are are cheating the benefit system. Well, it's clearly not working very well, is Mm. it? Or is it just that people don't bother reporting? Is it that most of the time, when you find out that someone's cheating the benefit system, there's someone that you really like, or they're a close family member, and you feel so bad, mm. as you were saying earlier, about dobbing them in or grassing them up, that actually you just keep quiet? Mm. I wouldn't. No, if, I know, you wouldn't. You'd taser them. I, if I found... Well, I'll tell you something. If I found... Yeah, we're only until nine o'clock, just to... If, if I found that somebody you. was cheating the benefit system, I don't think I could even speak to them anymore. Wow, wow, really? I'd disown a member of my own family for doing Gosh. that. But from line this morning, I'd like your views. Would you bother to report a benefits sheet? Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. It's the big phone in from nine and you do smell gorgeous. Thank you. Nick Coffer across beds, hearts and bucks. Tomorrow as part of our big tour, I'm heading out into Hemel Hempstead. There's a lovely community spirit up here, actually. I'll be live from the XC Centre where I'll bring you rock climbing, skateboarding and maybe even the high ropes. Probably not, though. Not Plus, there's all the local history of this Hertfordshire town. It is the jewel of the crown. Nick Coffer. Live from Hemel Hempstead, tomorrow from midday, here on BBC Three Counties Radio. Now, this year marks the centenary of the First World War, a war which claimed the lives of around 6,000 men a day. 6,000 men a day, with the total number of deaths reaching in excess of 9 million. But out of those lost lives came thousands of stories of bravery. 628 Victoria Crosses were handed out during the conflict, the decoration being the highest military award that's given for valour in the face of the enemy. Only three men have ever received it twice. Well, our uh, colleague Tara Gungafold spoke to the Captain Peter Starling from the Army Medical Services Museum, who knows all about the first recipient who came from Hertfordshire. Arthur Martin Leake is an incredible man. He's a very, very brave man. Um, he's a Hertfordshire man. He was born in Standon near Ware in April 1874 and went to Westminster School with his education and then on to University College Hospital. And he qualified as a doctor in 1898, just before the South African War started. I'm Pete Starling, director of the Army Medical Services Museum in Mitchett in Surrey. Why is he such a brave man? Well, because he's one of only three people to be ever to be awarded a Victoria Cross twice. His first Victoria Cross came during the Second Boer War. He qualified as a doctor just before it began and wanted to join as a surgeon, but the British Army had all the medical staff it needed, so he went as a trooper with the Hertfordshire Company of the Imperial Yeomanry instead. But while there, he found out that the South African Constabulary needed surgeons, so he transferred and went on to show both his skills and his strength of character. He rescued people under fire, And while he was rescuing them under fire, he was himself wounded. But he refused to stop, he refused to seek aid until all his casualties had been treated and evacuated. 
But he, he needed convalescence and, and he came back to this country, uh, to, to England, and became a fellow of the Royal College of Surgeons in 1903. One of his brothers was working in India for the Bengal Nagpur Railway. So Arthur decided he would go out to India and work as a doctor on the Bengal Nagpur Railway, which he did. But before very long, war breaks out and Arthur doesn't want to be left out of this. The British Army take him on as a doctor in the Royal Army Medical Corps as a lieutenant and he joins five field ambulance. And then in Ypres, between the 29th of October and the 3rd of November 1914, he continuously carries out very brave acts under fire, rescuing wounded under fire, and for that he's awarded a second Victoria Cross. And in 1937, he retires to Marshalls, this big, beautiful country house in Hertfordshire, and he's, he's got a passion for motorcycles, for motorsports. He retires from medicine, but at the start of the Second World War, again, really I suppose it's his fourth war, if you include the Balkans, he doesn't want to left behind, so he joins an ARP unit and he commands an ARP unit throughout the Second World War. To me, because the Army Medical Services Museum has got so many artefacts of Arthur Martin Leake and we've got his Victoria Cross, I just, I mean, he, he died in 1953 and, you know, when I was just a young boy then, I just wished I'd been a generation earlier that I could have met him because he, he must have been an incredible man. He was a very, very brave man and he must have been a really interesting man as well to speak to. Well, if you'd like to find out more about our local stories from World War One at home, then click on bbc.co.uk slash ww1. You'd have to actually type that in and then click. Well, you know how to use the internet. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. You better have some Texas. Lots of people with positive things to Taxi. say. Taxi! <laughs> Anne Main's passion. Oh, yeah, this is Anne Main, the Conservative MP, who was, uh, seems to be the only person speaking up for the uh, the residents of this uh, mobile home. It's weird mobile homes because they're not mobile anyway. Well, these are sort of static vans, yeah. aren't they? Well, they, well, they, they feel under threat from the uh, the landlords there. Over to you. No, it's just people saying, wow, oh. she's brilliant, wouldn't want to get on the wrong side of her. You wouldn't, That's would from you? Rebecca. You wouldn't. And someone else saying, Anne Main for PM. Now, we are not uh, representing the oh, Conservative no, and, Party and today. Party politics to one side. I couldn't, couldn't care less if she's a Tory, which she is, a Lib Dem. I couldn't care less. It's the passion. It's the passion. It's the, the fact that she's standing up. And she was obviously furious today with the, the landlords and furious with Three, Three Rivers District Council. And f- it's so rare that you hear any councillor, any uh, member of parliament, any person in authority that angry. And that's what we're applauding. Yes, and we've um, still not had anything through from Three Rivers. I am suggesting that perhaps it's something for Justin to pursue tomorrow. Maybe we've not given them enough time and we can give them... Yeah, those four phone calls our reporter Tony Fisher made to them must have really caught them on the hoof. I still really want to hear what, what's, what the delay is. And do you know what? I'm not going to be happy with a statement. I'm not going to be happy with a statement on this. We're talking asbestos and bases that are uneven. 
They need to come on. I, I, I'm not happy with this. And they will send us a statement now because they will be listening to this, going, oh, we've got to send a statement. You, you can send a statement. I'm not going to leave it at that. We will chase you until we get someone coming on or telling us why you won't come on. Your local MP has called you spineless. We've just heard that the head of the council get, has, does a four-day week and has a pay rise up to, was it £137,000 a year? A year? For the head of a council? That's incredible. The head of a council that won't do anything about 93-year-old residents who are in fear of their landlords? Or maybe we're getting it wrong and there's something going on behind the scenes that Beautiful. we need to be flagging up to people. If we've got it wrong, man, come, come on the air and correct me. I will take the public whipping that you want to give me. Of course I will. But you need to come on the air. Statement isn't good enough. Statement isn't good enough. Your local MP has called you spineless. How does that make you feel? 08459 555 555. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. In Bedford, Bromham Road is looking very slow at the moment between the Branston Way and Shakespeare Road. And nearby in Kempston, the Bunyan Road is closed because of an accident between St John Street and Elso Road. On the M1 southbound, it's looking very heavy on the speed sensors around Junction 11 for Dunstable Road. And in Denham, the A40 westbound is queuing at the moment between the... Denham Roundabout and Gypsy Corner. In Beaconsfield Station Road is very slow around the Maxwell Road and on the trains London Midland have 25 minute delays between Milton Keynes Central and London Euston because of a signalling problem between Kings Langley and Watford Junction. Also affecting Southern Services to... uh, to Shepherd's Bush and on Abellio Greater Anglia services, they have 10 minute delays between Tottenham Hale and Bishop Stortford because of a points failure at Harlow Town. Samantha Ruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts, and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. With the headlines, I'm Simon Oxley. A Hertfordshire council has been condemned as spineless for failing to help caravan park residents who, it's claimed, are being intimidated by their landlords. The MP for St Albans and Maine says Three Rivers District Council should not be deterred by the fact that the landlords, the Golby family, are travellers. A woman from Bedfordshire will have to repay more than £6,000 illegally claimed in benefits after being caught by information on her Facebook page. And an inquiry into retail and business banking services has been launched, which will investigate the difficulties customers face in switching banks and the lack of smaller competitors to the big four high street names. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Manchester City are facing a Champions League exit after losing 2-1 at home to CSKA Moscow. City ended with nine men after Yaya Torre and Fernandinho were sent off. His skipper, Vincent Company. I'm the captain, so when no one believes anymore, I'm still, still going to be there and say, hey, we might have a chance. So uh, We have a chance still. There'll be internationals in between the next games we're playing in the Champions League and now. And, you know, it just gives us some time to clear our heads probably and come back and see how much we still got to play for. I think that's what we need to look at, but, um, but obviously right now it's very difficult to take that into consideration. Chelsea drew one all away to Maribor with Eden Hazard missing a late penalty. Tonight there are Europa League matches for Tottenham and Everton. In the Championship, Nottingham Forest are now without a win in ten matches. Former Luton striker Andre Gray was among the scorers as Brentford won 3-0. 
3-1 at the City Ground. And Milton Keynes Dons under 18s are through to the second round of the FA Youth Cup after a 5-2 win at Cambridge. Stevenage hosts Needham Market tonight. In Formula One, former world champion Nigel Mansell has voiced his concerns over the double points for the final Grand Prix of the season. If Lewis Hamilton wins in Brazil on Sunday and Mercedes teammate Nico Rosberg fails to finish, the Stevenage driver would go into the Abu Dhabi race 49 points ahead but could still lose the world title as the winner will be awarded 50 points. Mansell believes it could make a mockery of the sport. Really, it should be all over by the shouting, except if there's an incredible moment that happens at the last race with the double point situation because, you know, you can be overtaking somebody, someone can run into you and then the other driver gets double points and all of a sudden you lost the championship. So I'm not a fan of the double point situation. I think Lewis has worked hard all year, so it should be right that he should pull it off. BBC Three Counties News and Sports. The next full bulletin is at nine. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. I thoroughly... My voice is still knackered, but I feel feel alive for the first time in a week. Thoroughly enjoying today's show. A little recap. School uniform, 251 kids were sent home over two days for not wearing the correct school uniform. My initial sympathies were with the, the staff, the head teacher. Oh, I'm excited about the next thing we're going to do. <laughs> My initial sympathies were with the head teacher. Then, kind of driving in this morning, 15-year-old me kicked in. And I thought, no, actually, I'm on the side of the kids. Why? Because they're expressing oh. themselves with the medium of trainers. They've got, they've got black trainers on instead of smart black shoes. Really? Go and teach them some maths. Yeah, but what's, what's the secret signal they're sending to each other? Oh, and go and teach better them. better than you. Make them passionate about books. You know, my six-year-old came home the other day from school saying that she wanted a pair of Vans. Oh. She shouldn't know about that stuff. Oh, wait, four five nine four double five five double five. Dealey's taking that to the street, so we'll have that in a bit. We're also talking about language. Is the use of the word traveller relevant in a story because it comes with negative connotations? I think when Anne Main started talking about... She believes it's the reason why Three Rivers are reticent to act. The implication is that Three Rivers District Council are scared to do something about this because they're dealing with travellers. That's the implication. Yeah. But the way we'd phrased it, I guess, wasn't right. I'm really... I nearly swore then. I'm really... Annoyed, yes, with Three Rivers District Council, and you come up with a cracking idea that next week you and I we're going to go to this um, this uh, mobile home. Yeah, we're going to have a look. We're going to we'll have a little look around. We'll do what Anne Main did and get on our hands and knees. Well, I don't know about that. Well, you can. But um, yeah, we're going to go to uh, it, where is it? Newlands Park in Abbots Langley. We're going to we'll go there next week. We'll check our diaries and we'll we'll go and look at some of the houses. We'll speak to some of the residents. Uh, we'll stay well away from the asbestos and we'll go and knock on the doors as well of the uh, partners in Newlands Park, the owners, and um, we'll knock on the doors and yeah. we'll ring some numbers. Because surely if they've been given a license to run this yeah. place, there must be an address. We'll go down there next week. Residents, we're coming down next week. So stay tuned. We'll we'll speak to you next week and we'll sort it out. Um, and uh, Three Rivers District Council had better come on the air. Not a statement, because we've, we've, uh, we're cooking up a plan. That's all I'm going to say. I don't want to give them advance warning. But, come on, on, the other, the air. on the other hand, Three Rivers, if we're missing something here, and if you're being painted in the wrong light, this is your chance to yeah. set us straight. Come on the air. Don't come on the air tomorrow when Justin's on, thinking you'll get a soft ride, because if you come on tomorrow, well, I'm still going to speak to you next week. I want to speak to you on this show next week. And I will, one way or another. Oh, Oh wait, four five nine four double five five double five. How often do I get to play this? There isn't any future. Get off your backsides. Because I am the anti. 
to be because I, 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 I want to be the anarchy. Oh yes, it typically, cause it's the only way to be. Oh, anarchy for typically, it's coming sometime. I don't know when, when, but when it does, you know that I will be there. Got shivers. Sex pistols Oh, I've got shivers. I'm 15 again. I'm 15 again. Oh. For those of you who don't know, that is the wonderful Frank Sidebottom. The wonderful Frank Sidebottom. Oh, blimey, boss. Oh, blimey, boss. I, 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 we lost Frank, oh, blimey, four and a half years ago. Gosh. Uh, and uh, for those of you who don't know, Frank is, was, is, was, always will be an absolute legend. Uh, there's lots happening. There's, the, 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 there's a film that's come out that's kind of uses Frank as inspiration. There's a documentary coming out about Frank and uh, Chris CV. There's also, at last, out today, there's a book about Frank and Chris written by Mick Middles. Good morning, Mick. Good morning. Um, what a joy to play that on the radio. It's, it's good to hear quality music on the radio <laughs> again. 15-year-old <laughs> me. If, if you'd have told me when I was 15, I'd be playing this stuff on the radio. I wouldn't have believed you. Mick, you've written a book about Frank and about Chris. It comes and about out, Chris, yes. It comes out today. You can get it on electronic book. But it's a proper book today, isn't it's it? It's a proper book today, yes, yes. It, it came out in the year electronic book. It's like a cleaned-up version. This. I, don't, I don't like... I can't be doing with the electronic books. I want, I want no. paper. I want covers. Yeah, you've got to have comics. You've got to smell them, haven't you, really? You've got to smell... Why have you written a book about Chris Seavey and Frank Sidebottom? Always wanted to, from years back. In fact, I even spoke with Chris about it, about, oh, 20 years ago, but um, because it was a unique story. I can't think of anything else in the annals of show business that uh, is anything like Frank Sidebottom and Chris. It's a... It's nuts. I mean, Frank. I got introduced by, to Frank Sidebottom when I was 13, 14 years old at school. My friend Malcolm brought in some 12-inch um, uh, the, the extended play records, and it was just the most... In- this bloke with a massive head, singing in a nasal voice, he's got a ventriloquist puppet that's sometimes sentient, that sometimes isn't. It's insane! Yes, absolutely, yes. And, um, and, and the reality was even more insane, to be honest. The, the relationship between Chris and Frank... Is it was endlessly fascinating. You know, they hated each other, really. <laughs> Did they hate each other? Yeah, well, Frank used to get on Chris's nerves. And, um, you know, the really, really situation, if you rang Chris and Frank would answer the phone, you'd have to get Frank to go and get Chris. <laughs> and you'd go, and they'd be arguing in the background. You could hear them arguing. I'm not going out, you know. And then he, Chris would come and go, he's really getting on my nerves today. You know, <laughs> Which, I think, if you're doing that for 20 years, it starts to get to you a bit. He, he, once he, cause I, I've had the great pleasure of working with, with Frank quite a few times, and again, it was, it was like meeting the Beatles for me. Once <laughs> the head was on... Yeah. Chris disappeared. Chris he was gone. Completely went, didn't he? It was, it was a very strange sensation, that, wasn't it? Um, Although I must admit, I've, I, I, the last time I worked with, uh, with, uh, with Frank, uh, the, the, both Chris and Frank got, got really, really drunk. And, and Frank was supposed to do a 20-minute set. Yeah. He did an hour yeah. in, in front of 36 people. <laughs> he, was, he was completely legless. And backstage, I had the great pleasure of Frank Sidebottom swearing at me. It was wonderful. <laughs> Why? Yeah, I mean, he, he, he did imbibe a bit. I think, um, I, again, I think that was part of Frank getting to Chris, really. And he, he's going to way he get by, you know. He um, divided people, because my sister uh, hates, hates Frank Sidebottom with a passion. Yeah. People either loved it or just hated it and didn't get it. Why was that, do you think? Yeah, I think that's very true. I, 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 don't, I don't know the reason. Uh, I mean, my, my theory about Frank is that he takes you back 
back. So you just mentioned then about you, you're 15 again. It takes you back to earlier than that, I think. It takes you back to a 13-year-old state when before sex and tax and work and all that sort of thing, and people feel comfortable with him. Some people feel comfortable with him, but... Um, it, it is a sort of person that likes Frank, as we said. Um, a, lot, a lot of sort of um, nice, nerdy people. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? You're, you're right. That, that sums up a Frank Cybot. They're all slightly gentle, geeky yeah. people. Yeah, they're lovely people, but a little bit bonkers, but in a nice way. Yeah. Did you find out anything about Frank or Chris that, that, that surprised you when, you when you were researching the book? Yeah, yeah, very much, actually, because... Um, I went back to his childhood friends and, and uh, Paul, his, his wife, and people like that, and I realised that, 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 that Frank, he was, he was that before. Chris, when Chris was a, a lad, he used to get the little lads around and ask the beauty of tournaments, but he'd always go one step further in that he would have tea at half-time, he'd make programmes, he'd sell tickets. You know, he, he, this all is that, kids. the whole thing. And if he played a board game, he had to invent another part of it. His whole life was, was doing this, you know, and um, he, the, the, the first thing, the first time I met them, I reviewed them for Sounds about 1978, The Freshies. The Freshies was his kind of a serious yeah. pop band, wasn't That's it? right, and about three days later, a huge parcel arrived at my house, his parents' house it was, brand new house. Didn't know what it was. A rich open and a million polystyrene balls flit across the room and we were still tidying those polystyrene balls five years later. You know? <laughs> Should have seen the signs there, shouldn't I, really? <laughs> is, it, is it true? One of the great stories I've heard, and I don't know if this is because I've heard lots of myths, mm. that his, his wife gave him the money to go and pay the gas bill and he came back with a ZX Spectrum. Yeah, and he said, I'm, "We're going to make our money on this. I'm going to write computer games." Yes, yeah, that that, that is true. Wow. Um, in fact, that happened all the time. His managed various managers couldn't give him any money. Like uh, they couldn't say that's that's to pay your tax with. Could he go and buy Thunderbirds kits with it? <laughs> you know, <laughs> really, even even at age fifty, he would you know, <laughs> it was like it just wasn't like anybody else. And that was the joy because I, I I've spent the time with with uh, with Frank and with Chris, and Chris yeah. was um, he was a brilliant artist. You know, in in every every sense of the word he was a great Absolutely. artist in as much as he could see the world in a different way yes uh, and he just had he had such ambition didn't he he did in fact i think you, you put you hit the nail on the head there with that because i think the, the point is the point of this book is and i think there'll be further books and further films and that is that um, he was an artist and frank was just one small part of chris yeah. um, as an artist um, and as an artist it's the way he lived his life every single day it wasn't just the things he created it's, it's just the way he went about he just did it in a different way to anyone else he, ca- he, he used to come he, he used to find me up Ian, I've got a great idea for a show for you. What we're going to do is it's going to be called Frank's Sleepover and I'm going to come and stay at your house, right, and we'll do it all properly. I'm going to bring a sleeping bag and Frank will sleep at your house and then he's going to wake you up at half past one in the morning going through your drawers. And that was his idea for a show. Yeah. And he was constantly coming up with ideas like that. He did stuff like that, yeah. He did a test card all night once, you know. Oh, I mean, he, he did. The live test card, yeah. Uh, listen, the book is Frank Sidebottom, Out of His Head, the authorised biography of Chris Seavey. You can get it on Kindle. It's now out on proper book, isn't it? It. Yeah, it is indeed. Out today. And you can get it on out. I've, I've literally just ordered it, Mick. Yeah. Um, listen, thank you so much for, for doing it. I, I, I miss Chris terribly, and it's, I'm, I'm really looking forward to getting my hands on this. Best of luck. OK, thanks very much. Mick, thank you very much indeed. Well, let's end with a little bit of zoo, zoo scrapbook, shall we? Oh, what are you doing? What's it look like I'm doing? Cutting this out. What are you cutting that out for? Oh, I've got a picture of a rhino. And little Frank, would you like to take a look? Oh, yes, please. Cause little Frank, you know as well as I know. I stick them in my zoo scrapbook. My zoo scrapbook. I cut them out and stick them in my grates. Big zoo scrapbook. My zoo scrapbook. He cuts them out and sticks them in his great big zoo.
at the Great North Road around the Black Cat Roundabout. In Kempston, Bunyan Road is closed because of an accident at St John Street between there and Elstow Road. And on the M1 southbound, looking at the speed sensors, it's very heavy around Junction 11 for Dunstable Road. Also into Watford on Pinner Road, it's very heavy around the Bushy Arches and the M25 anti-clockwise is queuing between Junction 22 for the Bell Roundabout and 21 for the M1. In Denham, the A40 Western Avenue is queuing eastbound between Den- the Denham Roundabout and Gypsy Corner. That's because of a broken down vehicle by the Polish War Memorial. And on the trains, London Midland services have 25 minute delays between Milton Keynes Central and London Euston. And that's because of a signalling problem that's also affecting Southern and Virgin trains. Samantha Breath, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Samantha. Oh man, I'm having far too much fun this morning. I've just played two Frank Sidebottom songs. Thank you, Mick. 8.47, it's Thursday the 6th of November. I'm Ian Lee, these are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. A Hertfordshire council has been condemned as spineless for failing to help caravan park residents who, it's claimed, are being intimidated by their landlords. A woman from Bedfordshire will have to repay more than £6,000 illegally claimed in benefits after being caught by information on her Facebook page. And the competition regulator is to carry out a major investigator into whether the main banks are offering fair deals with their personal current accounts and business lending. Banks being questioned about fairness? What's the world coming to? Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Well, we've got a bit of a frosty, chilly start to the day, but uh, that mist should clear fairly early on, but we've still got fairly hazy sunshine with cloud increasing from the west and a breeze picking up with highs of 12 degrees. And tonight, some patchy light rain for the most part coming in after dark, but uh, fairly heavy at times with lows of 8 degrees, so it should be a milder night than last night. Tomorrow, a windy day, some rain around first thing still, but uh, drier spells later on as that moves off to the east and a few showers left behind. Now, they could be little thundery at times with highs of 13 degrees. Saturday starts off okay but we've got a spell of rain later on and then a day of sunshine and a few showers on Sunday. That's your latest forecast. If you've missed any of the programmes from the last week, you've missed things like this. Getting involved with Age Concern basically was just like It was part of my rehabilitation from drugs and alcohol. But there is a way you can hear it all again. Do you remember what got you first started on drink and and, and drugs then? BBC 
bbc.co.uk slash three counties radio allowing you to listen to what you missed like most people you don't really know why you end up being in that model to start with you Did just you find like yourself a social in thing then as, you yeah it all starts out as a social thing and then the next thing you know you're drinking in the streets bbc.co.uk slash three counties radio Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Ah. Oh. Oh. oh, I miss I miss Frank. Oh, I miss Frank. I was in tears when he died. Oh, I was in tears. But what a joy getting to play two of his songs on the radio. What a joy. That, that book is ordered, Mick Middles. Thank you very much indeed. The authorised biography of Frank Sybottom and Chris Seavey. Go and buy it now. If you want to. This is the BBC. You don't have to. No, I insist. I insist you are legally obliged to go and buy it. Uh, or borrow it from the library. Or buy it. <laughs> or borrow it from a friend. Stop kissing the BBC's backside. Listen, We're not going to win tonight. OK, well, from tomorrow, we'll decide, we'll decide <laughs> uh, We've been talking about uh, schools and uniforms. Justin's got some stuff on that. We'll go to him in a second. Uh, the, the word traveller. We've been talking about... And it wasn't the actual word itself. It was about whether it was relevant to the headline. The story is there are pensioners living on a mobile home site in Hertfordshire say they are living in fear of their landlords. The headline was living in fear of their traveller landlords. We're going to go to this this uh, site next week, Catherine and I, and have a look around. Uh, and three of us district council, you, you have notice. We are giving you notice. We will get you to speak on this show one way or another. I'll leave that hanging because we have a plan. Um, so it's up to you. Bulls in your court. Uh, but we, we were discussing whether the, the word traveller is relevant to the story. It, it turns out that maybe it is... Uh, the, the kind of the, the, what's not being said specifically is that perhaps Three Rivers District Council are scared to act because they are travellers. Well, then tell us that. Mm-hmm. But we—I was saying the word traveller in the headline. It made me slightly uncomfortable. Peter's in Markgate. Morning, Peter. Good morning. What would you like to say? Uh, it's just a question I had. If you, for argument's sake, had a, some gardening work or a driveway done by um, a so-called traveller, um, yes. and something went wrong. Yep. Um, and you were telling the story to, say, friends or relatives, whatever the situation may be, would you say that you had a problem with your landscape gardener? Or would you mention there was a traveller that done your landscape gardening? Well, first of all, I wouldn't get it done by anybody who just knocked on the door. I appreciate that, but that doesn't, that's not necessarily the case. No, OK. Um, well, how would I know they were travellers? Well, I mean, I'm, I'm sure you're a wise man. I think you can pretty much realise that once you start speaking to these gentlemen or ladies, whatever it may be, um, you can pretty much tell that they're from a, a travelling community. And I'm How? sure in some cases they may even tell... OK, If they don't tell me they're travellers, Peter, how would I know? Well, because you can normally tell from an accent and the way they do things. But let's, let's go on the argument that they have told you they're from a travelling community. Um, would you then mention that in conversation? Well, let, well, um, well listen, we're going to follow the, the, the left turn in the road in a second, but let's, okay. just, let's go on the right turn, because I, I, I don't know if I would be able to tell they were travellers. What are the telltale signs? Well, normally it's the, the attitudes um, the attitude. and the What's accents, a, a, tra- a traveller's attitude? Well, sometimes they're quite, they can be quite aggressive. I'm not saying all, so please don't put me on the spot of all, because that's not a fair thing to do. They're quite but aggressive. In general, no, in general, they can seem aggressive. I'm not saying they are aggressive, but, but it's a tone of voice. It, it's the way they speak. You can normally can, tell from an accent. Catherine can seem... I, I don't know what a traveller's accent is. Catherine can seem you aggressive. You don't know what a traveller's accent is? No. Have you ever met any? Well, I spoke to one earlier on, and she didn't have an accent. 
If she, if she, if she, like she told you, she's more of an English traveller, um, or there was a word that you used earlier that sort of took her out of the travelling community. I'm on about, in general, you can pretty much tell a traveller from their style, from the way they dress, from the way they How act, do and tra- from their I, 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 Honestly, I'm, I'm not playing the fool here. How do travellers dress? Well, in general, I find a lot of travellers, what I notice when they're driving around is they, they, they often wear, like, a shirt and trousers. But for some <laughs> I'm, wearing reason, wear tra- I'm wearing a shirt uh, and trousers! Yes, but what I'm saying is... I've got wear shirt trainers. and trousers on! Look, listen, you can, you can beat around the bush. The point is... No, I, this there, is it, and I don't want to... Traveller. Peter, I don't want to beat around the bush. Tell me how you can tell a traveller. You can't say you can no, tell a traveller because they're wearing the they're wearing shirt and trousers. With trainers. With trainers. Oh, Peter! That's Come rubbish! On. With it's trainers? Seinfeld. Yeah. Jerry Seinfeld wears shirts and trousers with okay. trainers. Right, let's go back to... OK, let's go back to their accents. Pretty much one of the biggest situations of telling the traveller is from their accent. They have a very strong traveller accent. OK, so you, we've, we've, we've proved that you can't tell them by what they wear... So what's uh, we, you're so you're saying they wear shirts and trousers and trainers? No, they have. They have. Just not taking it like that. They have an they have an aggressive attitude. No, it's a general package. It's the the whole package. Peter, you you can't just judge them from one thing. It's when you look at someone. Okay, how do you how do you tell you know like Jewish for argument's sake? You can tell someone pretty much is Jewish in general because they wear the big hat with the curly spiral hair. (laughs) It's a general package. (laughs) Peter, no, I can tell an an Hasidic Jew generally because they're wearing the big hat and the curly hair. I can't I can't tell if people are Jewish or not unless I'm getting a close look at their penis, and even then it's not that doesn't necessarily prove it. People think no. I'm Jewish, but, but what does well, that mean? Okay, so can we... Okay, so you, you, you I can tell, I can tell a black man. Point? You can tell a black man, that's fine. Yeah, so I, we, I, I, can't tell, point, I can't I, tell Jewish people, I can't tell travellers. Okay. okay, you've won your point and you, you assume that you can't tell a traveller. Thank you very much indeed. Okay. You can tell Jewish people they've got the black hats and the curly hair. Well, I I know a number of Jewish people. I should tell them they're dressing wrong. Scott's tweeted, uh, this bloke is hanging himself quite brilliantly. (laughs) Travellers? How do you tell a traveller? They're quite aggressive. I shouldn't laugh. And they wear shirts and jeans with trainers. Oh. That's all of my mates. That's what everyone wore in the 1990s. Gosh, who knew? Put that in the podcast, please, Kelly. Justin. Boss, how you doing? I am having the time of my life today. Good. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to give some money back to my bosses, because I, I shouldn't get paid for this. Good vibes. Sco- <laughs> school uniforms, Justin. Yeah. Uh, and, no, 251 kids sent home over two days for wearing, well, not wearing quite right school uniform. They were wearing black trainers instead of smart shoes. Ridiculous. The wrong black trousers. Mm. My initial reaction... I was on the side of the school. Because I'm a dad, I'm 41, I'm supposed to think like that. And then 15-year-old me started knocking, going, Ian, Ian, do not forsake me, Ian. Remember me? We used to have fun. We used to smoke silk cut and buy escort. Come on. (laughs) And I thought, yeah, actually, I'm on the side of the kids. It's outrageous. Glory days. Well, uh, you know, if you look at the article, a lot of these kids were sent home because of their shoes. For me, it doesn't matter because the school, they want smart black shoes with laces. If you look at what they've been sent home for, uh, the kids were sent home because what they were wearing was classed as trainers. Now, from what I can see, they look smart. 
smart, so children are missing out on education because of a ridiculous rule. A lot of people on the streets are with the kids on this one, but um, I have actually been talking to school children on the way to, to school this morning, asking them have they been sent home for wearing the wrong uniform. This is so interesting. Listen to this. Now, Kamal, you're 16 years old, yeah. on the way to school this morning. Have you been sent home before for wearing the wrong uniform? Yeah. Sometimes they put me in another room so no one sees me that I'm wearing the wrong uniform. Like. So you've been put into a room and sent home as well? Yeah. So what were you wearing that was so wrong? Trainers, I said. Can you understand why they sent you home? No, I don't. Because I go to school, yeah, I go to school to learn, not for my uniform, and it depends, like, all about education, all about your outfit. So have you been sent home then? Yeah. So what have you been sent home <laughs> for? Times for... For even not taking my nose piercing out, I'd get sent home for that. How many times have you been sent home? Loads. Okay, so nose piercing, what else? Um, for wearing leggings or like short skirt. Have you ever got into a row with a teacher over what you're wearing? Yeah. And what happened? Yeah, got isolation for like three days. Listen. Send a note home to the parents, all right? Say, mm. look, you've got until next Monday, you've got a weekend to, to sort this out. We're not happy. If you don't sort it out, we're going to start giving the kids detention. Yeah, absolutely. You know, to, to go back to the original point about the shoes, if you've got a kid going into school and they're meant to be wearing black shoes and they're wearing white trainers, I totally get that. But look at the images here. Uh, a lot of these kids are going into school. They may be classed as trainers by a teacher who's not in touch with fashion, let's say, but what they're wearing, what they are wearing, I think is perfectly fine to sit down and wear in school. They're there to be educated. Sending these All kids right, home. Who, who's who's that going to... We've got to finish the show, Justin. Hmm, OK. Thanks very much. I do tap my cat. What? Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. In Bedford, Clapham Road is partially blocked because of an accident. Uh, it's fully blocked, sorry, because of an accident at Union Street. That's causing queues to Lovell Road. And in Kempston, Bunyan Road is closed because of an accident between St John Street and Elstow Road. On the M1 southbound, it's very heavy around Junction and Festival Road. And in Watford, Pinner Road is very heavy. In town, around Lower High Street at the Bushy Arches. I in do Bishop Stortford, the A120 Standon Road is heavy in both directions between Bishop's Parkway and the Puckeridge Roundabout. And on the trains, London Midland have 25-minute delays between Milton Keynes Central and London Euston. And that's also affecting Southern and Virgin trains. Samantha Ruffin, I'm very cruel, Samantha. You're a good sport. Thank you. April's emailed in. If those girls are the future, God help us. Thank you, everyone. Justin's in for me tomorrow. We'll be back on Monday. JBS is up next. Ta-ta. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Well said, April. Thank you, Ian. Good morning. Welcome to the JBS Show. I'm Jonathan Vernon-Smith. It's Thursday, and on today's big phone-in, would you bother to report a benefits cheat? A woman